the time has come. Execute Order 66. And welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm your f- host, Fufu Kalipoof, and thank you for listening. This is level 66. You almost said I'm your He's singing already. This is going to be great. This is going to be Fug's favorite episode. But we've got a great episode for you guys. You no, know, you say we have a great episode every week. Because it's a I, great I podcast. It's a great podcast, and I have yeah. like four adjectives I say. I say, like, great, awesome, Stupendous, I have two adjectives. And mediocre. <laughs> I say the same things over and over again. I don't, that shouldn't be anything new. Uh, someone's going to do a super is. cut. But we got a mediocre show for you guys you tonight. Go. Is that better? Yes. Even if that is an insult to our guests. Putrid. But Maybe we have a as you can tell, show. we have this usual crew of... Nate, Corey, and L. I'd say I would tell What's you guys, up, guys to say hello, but you guys have already been uh, interrupting me. Speed up the process. Yellow. You speed up the process. All right, I will. Interesting. Our guest no, is. Shut up. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one that does the intro. Oh. You hear my oh. voice first, oh, I talk first. You shut up. Yeah, you need to zip up your pants before you come on the show next time, sir. Oh, my God. So our guest for tonight is an awesome guy, and it's, he's not just awesome because he's a great guy. He's not just awesome because he does a lot of good work in extra life, but he's awesome because he's one of the few people I can make fun of his gamer score. Oh. Welcome, oh. Dave, Mr. Doughboy. We'll see Something. for how long, Kenny. We'll see for how long. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, everyone makes fun of me, so I got to be able to throw it out there when I can. This is one of the few times. Punching down, huh? I think he's preloading 500,000 gamer score at least. You have the wrong extra life, guys. Uh, That's Mario. You know what, though? You've got permission to game and beat Kenny's score while we're recording. (laughs) (laughs) You can surpass him during this episode. We'll allow it. Let me just spend $70 on ACA games real quick, and I'll be right back. There you go. Hey, yo. Fun fact, I played an ACA game the other day. For the first time, and I got a zero gamer score from it. <laughs> <laughs> Gentleman's goose. Gentleman's zero. <laughs> Gentleman's goose. Egg. There we go. But man, it's been a while since we've talked talked with you, all the way back to level twelve. Yeah, talked voice wow, wise. How do you remember but... that, Kenny? Wow, I've got a good memory. It's amazing. Quick, what's sixty six minus twelve? Fifty four. Car fifty four. Where are you? That's not a song. You're just making that up. Probably. Oh my goodness! So yes, um, let's jump on in because it's getting late. Because L, you know, is having all kinds of issues and and made this go long. Um, boy, 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 boy. Always gonna blame you. I, sh- I, <laughs> I should have <laughs> known that was coming. I, I, I that that one is my fault. I should have seen that one coming. Uh, we have to be children. Uh, let's start with our guest, uh, Dave. What have you been up to? You got any good? gaming or achievement stories um gaming slash achievement stories well been playing uh you guys ever heard of hawken probably not right mm. no, it's, it's a rare one out there it's june bug 
finally got into the Hawkins session. Um, got a few people together to boost it, and uh, I think we got, what, a total of six new people, seven new people that have uh, fully completed it within the last two weeks. So um, start to finish took maybe three and a half hours, and that was Sounds a lot of people right. just... Um, even the last session, we had somebody that had nothing, and we got them all the way through it. So um, glad to to get that done with and finally off the tag. That, that that's was, a uh, good completion. It is. It's a good boost, too. I actually enjoyed boosting that game. For if no other reason, it did not take, you know, forever to do it, to be well, able to also, get everyone it. It also helps that no one is playing it except for the developers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, too. Yeah, and uh, it's always good to have a good Sherpa, and thank you once again, sir. I appreciate it. Ah, Mr. Nah, no problem. Yeah. Actually, Mattism did most of the lifting the last uh, the last session, so. Yeah, he kind of got everybody in order and said, okay, your turn now. Okay, stop firing. Your turn. Now. Yeah, worked out real well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than that, um, I did try a new game called Felix the Reaper. Um, I think the only other person that's played it is Koosh Moose. Um, Sounds about right. I've dabbled. <laughs> you dabbled, eh? Gamer score, I'll say so. <laughs> yeah, Felix Reaper. I've been hearing a lot about this game. It looks, I don't, I don't know. Like it looks interesting. It looks like something I might want to try to just kind of see if I like it. But then again, I don't know if I will or not. It looks kind of goofy at the same time. Well, for those that haven't checked it out, I don't. Did you share about it? Koosh two weeks ago when you started I playing I did not. It? Okay. I don't think I really talked much about it. So, so Felix the Reaper is a puzzle type game. So that means one good thing for you, Kenny. There will be a guide <laughs> that you can follow from start to finish, unlocking each help. and every level. Um, the the storyline pretty much is, is that you're this guy named Felix. Uh, he wears a headset, likes to listen to music. Uh, he seems very chipper. However, he does work for the Ministry of Death. Um, and his main job is to make sure that whoever is supposed to die is the one who does die. And the way that they do that is they set it up with a light um, grid and a dark grid. So if there's shadow in the area, you can walk in that area. If there's light, you cannot walk in that area. Um, and you have control of the sun to change the angles to one way or the other way. And I think later on they allow you more than one, uh, two different directions. I think somebody said they go up to three later on, so that might be more challenging. Um, but with that you uh, move move down the grid, change the angle, move down the grid, change the angle. So you, you, try, you try to complete little things to make the death happen that you're supposed to. Um, the other, there's like a side story, which is quite comical. Um, it's really well written. Definitely something I think Elle would like as well. Um, it does have a really good humor to it. And um, oh, you're, yeah. you're in love with somebody that is in the Ministry of Life. And obviously that's forbidden, so you can't can't go there. And uh, we'll we'll see how the storyline plays out. Right now, I've only played the first chapter, um, gotten through the first story mode. I believe you've done the same thing, Koosh. Yep, finished the first level on both the Xbox and the PC version, um, <clears throat> and got like the easy achievements there. Uh, also of note, it is voiced by uh, Professor X. <laughs> oh, the good, uh, the good one. The guy. I, I, who, I did um, not know that. Holds his hand in a famous meme. What? He's talking about John Luke Picard. <laughs> Corey's favorite meme. So, oh, I see what you're saying. But yes, Stewart. I'm always into puzzles, so I was glad that this popped on Gamer pa- Game Pass and um, definitely enjoyed trying it out. I'll definitely keep trying without any guides since there aren't any yet. But like I said, there will oh. be some eventually. 
you'll be able to get through them rather quickly, and it does seem like a pretty easy thousand once that comes. Um, I think there's only one, maybe two timed achievements, like finish this level before this amount of time. Um, other than that, it's pretty much just make sure you make the right moves to make the scenario happen. So, I was actually just about to ask you that, if you were using guides or not. So I good did on not, you for not using a guide. No, no. It's definitely a game that I was into. As soon as uh, Between the humor and the puzzle piece to it, I, I definitely did like it. As much as I do enjoy using guides for when I do get stuck or whatever, you it's a puzzle game. You should at least try it. You know, give it a couple oh, here we go. Uh, honest <laughs> tries before you just say, ah, screw it. Give me this puzzle. Give me the guide. Here we go. Fatable. Unless it's jump, jump, step. Unless it's jump jump, guide all the way, (laughs) (laughs) or uh, I mean, no, energy cat or whatever it's called, energy cycle, cycle. (laughs) Okay, I will say energy cycle. I did use a guide all the way, way. (laughs) and that's because those puzzles they do not click with me. I am terrible at the changing the light crap. I I can't get them. No, give me a guide. But I did try Cubot up until I got stuck. That I, did. I did just say you changed the light in this game, right? From light to dark and light to dark. <laughs> <laughs> Different light, I think. Okay. Attacking the darkness. Um, but yeah, it's highly recommended if anybody likes puzzle games and they have Game Pass, go ahead and hop on and take a look. And like uh, Kush said, it is available for both PC and for Xbox One, and they are separate achievement lists. So Ooh. Wow. Double dip. Yeah, Felix Reaper right now has very inflated ratios. 1,000 gamer score and 7,100 TA. It will probably, until there's guides, uh, it will probably still stay pretty inflated, I would say. Probably. I think Maka actually has guides out, or if not, they're on the way. Uh, I think he's done all the hard modes, or he's gotten help with the hard mode, so should be should be soon. Is it co-op? No. I don't think so. Not interested. <laughs> <laughs> See, I require, you know, I want decent graphics. L just wants someone that can play with him. What did you play this week, El? What are you interested in? I'm I'm looking up Felix the Reaper. Do you know how Perfectly much this game good wasted segue? <laughs> Do you know how much this game retails for? Uh, free ninety nine. Uh, twenty four ninety nine. Damn it! You were looking it up too. <laughs> uh, yes, I was prepared. I have it right here in front of me. On Steam. Who buys on Steam? Why would you buy this on Steam? Go get on Xbox. Smitty does. So that kind of brings up a good point. I listen to uh, I listen to mini podcasts. Most of them are video game related, and they bring up these games. Um, Ape Out came up recently in this one, uh, and just this past week they talked about they uh, they talk about these games they play, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, just it's just coming out on the Switch." Oh, Bad North is what they played, and it's just funny how all these That's games are like on Game Pass, and it's just kind of overlooked by uh, other communities. It's like, these are like technically free. Like, why are you buying them on Switch? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, I, f- if, I don't know how Microsoft could really do it to be able to, you know, get Game Pass in front of more eyes. But even if you don't have Xbox, it's on the computer as well. You know, just 10 bucks, was 10? No, $15 a month. You get so many games. It's such a good deal. I think part of it's- uh, $5 a month. Five dollars a month. If you only want the PC, it's five dollars a month. Four ninety nine a month. Oh, I did. If you want Xbox and then you have to get with Ultimate. So I think think that's even better. Five dollars a month is dirt cheap. I think they're doing better with their marketing, but for a little bit while there, they were advertising like a hundred games, but they had two hundred in their library. 
Um, so I don't know. I think they could just get a little bit better about that. I think they started with a hundred games, and well, they started saying that because that's what they had. But yeah, as of right now, they've got so many. They've got to have two hundred games in their list. I could look that up, but that requires work. It's over two hundred. Trust me. Anyway. I'll take your word for it. But yeah, it's just. Game Pass is just one of those things. If you're not in the Xbox community, you just kind of don't know about. It. If they were, they could really help the Xbox and Microsoft brand if they could get that out in front of every, in front of more people. All right. Well, since nobody asked me what I've been playing, I'll tell you what I've been playing. So sure. there. Let's roll tape. <laughs> so, remember Thimbleweed Parker Rooney Rooney Reno Reno Caputi? I know of it. Oh, good. You should play it without a guide. Um, it's a point and click. Absolutely it's not. It's not a point and click. Why are you sh- just disowning whole genres? Because they're to stop doing that. Boring is all L. Why don't you try playing it before deciding if it's boring? It's hilarious. It's fun, and it's really good. Unlike Gears, freaking pop, where it's the same crap every five seconds. Ooh. You're high. I am. So anyway, on my RTDL, there was. I had the achievement to beat the game, so I finally did. I had three chapters left and was able to do it without a guide. But there is an in-game hint system, which I've talked about before. There's a phone number in the game you call to get hints. Had to resort to that once. Something happened, though, on Sunday night. Uh, The G-Task... Turny thingy. Turny thingy, the... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The cutoff went crazy. And it went from like 700 to 1,000. So I wound up actually using Thimbleweed Park. Uh, there's an achievement to pick up specks of dust in the game. And there's actually an exploit where you could pick up... Uh, specks if you, of if, dust. Yeah, so they're, they're basically just take up one pixel. And there's, an, there's a joke. They mention what they are later, but I won't tell you what that is. So basically, okay. it's a pixel. So if you see a pixel, you could save the game and then pick up the speck of dust and then keep reloading the game and picking them up. And the you can fool the achievement tracker. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So there's, an, there's achievements for 25, 50, and 75 specks of dust. So that's what you did, right? I actually did do that because I was running out of time. Um, Seems smart. <laughs> And the 75 specs of dust one is actually a 2.24 ratio with 50 gamer score, 112 TAs, and 50 specs with 70 TA, 35 gamer score. So the, a lot of TA difference there that helped me in the last, at the last minute. Ooh, Thimbleweed so, Park is not yeah. what I was expecting or what I was thinking. This looks different. I, know, I mean, what it's, was, it I is a point and click, it. and you do have to figure out things, but the. You're probably you know, thinking of Candy with, Valley. Anyone with the brain can figure out these puzzles, so you probably stay away. But I happen to really like this game. I'm looking forward to going through on the hard playthrough to replay the game and puzzles be slightly harder. Look forward to it. Puzzles. How are the puzzles harder, though? Do they not have clues? Um, or? There's just more Took steps. The words right out more, of my mouth. more steps to get to okay. the same result. Gotcha. And if I looked at a guide, I might be able to tell you. I would never do that until I start the hard playthrough. Smart. Always use the guide on point and clicks. (sighs) (laughs) 
speaking of guides, I sort of used the guide this week on a sort of pretty yeah on a pretty uh pretty kind of known achievement in the Vayner community. Um, the Messenger Windows 10 game that is on Game Pass. Uh, it's a very good half Vayner uh, and very good platformer if you're into it. I highly recommend the game. There is one point in the game, however, uh, that you can miss that is related to an achievement. And the achievement is for going through the dark cave. Now, in the normal gameplay loop, if you happen to be following it, which it gets pretty sketchy after a certain point, uh, and you can kind of go any way you want. Uh, if you happen to do something, you'll affect the dark cave uh, run, and it will actually help you. It will give you a little bit of a light. Uh, otherwise, the cave is completely dark. The only problem is the achievement is tied to doing the cave completely dark. So you want to make sure you skip this certain story beat uh, in order to get to the cave and not have the help. Uh, and so what makes this particular part hard is that it's completely black and you don't even see yourself uh, and you have to jump over obstacles and pits and you have to grab um, that sounds difficult like the lights and hooks uh, in order to traverse this this cave basically um, and it's it's at uh, kusha could probably back me up but it's probably notably difficult right oh yeah there's um because you, you can't see, the, you know, where you're platforming. So you kind of have to... You know, Sounds like go trial and error. So, well, the solution... Well, yeah, you could do it by trial and error. But the solution basically has an image that someone has constructed of what the level actually looks like. So you are hmm. kind of memorizing patterns, saying, okay, well, when I get to this section, I do a jump over here, I do a jump back to the wall, I then do a jump followed by a bouncing jump or a wall climb i forget what all the uh <clears throat> the skills the guy has are but you're, you're doing various different types of platforming um in the dark exactly you can see your character yeah. but you can't see what you're trying to platform on uh exactly yeah and i don't even can you even can you see your character i don't even know if you, you can see your character yeah you can see your character but uh you can't see the instant death spikes uh and you can't see um were there pits. yeah like there, there's some large pits that you have to like there's some cheese in the guide. They're like just keep mashing these buttons. Didn't really work for me um, on one part, but uh, the camera moving your guy kind of helps as well. But you gotta it definitely is trial and error. And the cool part was that I got it in like half an hour, a little bit less than. Um, and I wasn't really expecting to get it. And I did it over lunch. I wasn't expecting to get it that that first kind of session. Uh, but I did, and that particular achievement is worth 300 TA difference. So it's pretty good for one achievement. And now I have the freedom yeah. to finish the game. That's cool. I actually remember seeing this game. Now I'm looking at the screenshots uh, during the Devolver Digital press conference at E3. Yeah, yeah. I was really. I heard about this game a long time ago. Um, it was on. It's on Switch, I think. Um, and I was really hoping it would come to Xbox. And I still wish it would have its own stack, uh, but I'll take a free Windows 10 version. That's fine. So uh, this probably doesn't work, as I would imagine this being the guide. But just as a thought, 
it's really dark in that in the cave level. Is this something where you can like turn up the screen brightness, be able to see everything easier? Or no, they, I don't even think they have those platforms visually coded. It's black. Oh, okay. It's literally black. Yeah. Gotcha. I was saying that's always like the cheap way to get a lot and get around things. Yeah. The item, everything's really dark. The item that is most definitely not a lamp um, basically illuminates a small uh, sphere around you. So I, I think you can. I, you know, I didn't do that part yet with the uh, item that is most definitely not a lamp uh, to see if you're landing on the surfaces and you can actually see them. But, you know, there, like I said, there is a solution that contains a large image, and that's kind of just what you're basing off of. And you'll, you'll basically, as you're going through, you just get better and better at, like, the first section. And then you start to get a little bit better at the second section. And then by the time you get to the third section, you're just like, okay, now if I just hug the wall to the left the entire time, I never have to do this again. Uh, and, and that's, you know, that's what I was hoping when you get to the end, because there is one place where you can fall. But if you just hug the wall to the left after you get through the first two rooms, uh, then, yeah, you're golden. Yeah, I caught, gotcha. I caught them pretty fast. Uh, but I, I, if you're a fan, fan of platformers, uh, this one's a very good one. I highly recommend it. I got to say, I'm a little upset that you didn't rage more. I wanted you to rage. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's <laughs> funny. Uh, if you're in Discord, uh, Kush was like, you should stream it and uh, all your failed attempts – and by that time, I, I had already beaten it, so it was a uh, pretty lackluster for for Kush and his wants. Yeah, and my cave was just littered with the bodies of my messenger. It was just of I could body. walk across because there were so many. But have you played this any, Dave? No, I haven't. Uh, not yet. But you like Ninja Gaiden, in like on the NES, right? Yeah, yeah. I got the first okay. three, right? Was, oh, yeah. Was the third one in there? Yeah, I definitely. The I want to say yes. I think yeah. the third one too. Yeah. I think there were three on the NES, yep. I always forget that that was an NES game. I I always think original Xbox. Well, when you're born in the N64 era. Yeah, I wouldn't really call that that. forgetting. That would be learning something new that you... Fair point. (laughs) (laughs) I I more or less mean forgetting because I have talked to other olds that say, you know, they played Ninja Gaiden on the NES. Uh, Nate, what have you been doing this week? What have I been doing this week? Well, I'm sure you have plenty of games to talk about. Let's see if you can funny, limit it. Because I limited myself to half a game. Half, half a game? To talk about, yeah. Okay. So I, um, I was trying to hit my 200 completion on, you know, on the nose. I talked about this using uh, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions or whatever it's called. The one that made right. me sick. Yeah. Uh, so it made me sick as I was playing it because the camera's so old and bad. Um, I got distracted uh, playing another game <laughs> that, I, that I won called Newt One, which is basically just a platformer, but it's kind of, it's got this mechanic to it where the world is uh, completely um, desaturated. So it's just, it's kind of gray and black and white. And you are, as you touch squares, you bring oh, color back to them. Weird. So as, as you're going through the level, the, the level gets more interesting. And actually, <clears throat> as you pick up these musical notes that are the collectibles throughout the levels, the music gets more interesting as well. So it just kind of like drives you to complete the level. And it's, it's, not, it's not a great platformer, mind you, but um, it's simple enough um, and it's short enough that it just kept my attention. I just, I slammed it out in like two days 
and uh, I was actually having this problem finding um, what do you have to do? You have to get all the costumes in a zone. I think there's four zones. The way you get costumes is by basically picking up musical notes, and once you reach a certain threshold, they just give you all these costumes all at once. Uh, I think that's how it was working. So I had gone all the way through to the end. I had beaten the the final level, and I was missing one achievement for getting all the costumes uh, and getting a costume on this particular level. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go back and see you know, if I can figure out where I missed it. Well, in the process of doing that, I completed a level, and I got the completion. <laughs> and i was just like oh oh first well, world problems right there. yeah well, <laughs> right but on the other hand now i don't have to play that spider-man game so <laughs> you know i don't have to try to beat it before the end of the month which is great because the second game i've been playing is thief of thieves and this along with grip are leaving at the end of the month and i wanted to get as much out of both of them as i could well thief of thieves is taking a lot more time than i thought it was going to shouldn't say a lot more, but it is taking more time. Um, I'm, so, because I'm sorry, what's leaving Game Pass? Thief, thief, thief of, of Thieves. thieves. Thief, no, thief of, thief of Thieves and what? And uh, Grip. Oh, Grip. I thought you were you were talking about Newt 1. I was like, I don't even no. remember this being in Game Pass. No, no, no. Newt 1 is one I won uh, on a giveaway uh, Gosh. from Achievement Land, and I uh, just slammed that one out. Um, okay, my bad. Continue. <laughs> gotcha. So, Thief, ah, Thief of Thieves. Um, it is. It's not a bad game. I like. I think I mentioned it <laughs> last week. I like the game, um, and I like the style of game. It's kind of a stealth, um, kind of point and click sort of. And um, the problem I'm having is that there is one achievement that pops all the way in the fourth, at the very beginning of the fourth volume. In order to, to get to that, you have to set it up with a couple different conversations as you go along. And somewhere along the line, I have messed up a conversation. And in order to fix that, you go you have to go back to where you made a mistake. And you have to play through from that point all the way through the end of a chapter. Um, and then pretty much all the way back to that point where the achievement's going to pop. Which I've done. So I went back to the very first chapter and I played it through again. And it still didn't pop. So I don't know what I did wrong. So my what I'm going to be doing is going through and getting the last four achievements that I need that aren't this one. <laughs> Once I've gotten all those, I'm going to delete my save or uh, whatever it is, start a brand new game. And then just from that point on, use the guide from the beginning to end. Because when I first started playing this game, I wanted to enjoy it. I didn't use the guide. I probably messed up that first conversation uh, or did Rip. something I shouldn't have done on the way. Um, but like I said, I enjoyed the game. Um, I'm going to get it done before the end of the month and it shouldn't be too hard, uh, to get it done. So, uh, but I definitely enjoy this game. If, you know, if it comes back to game pass, I'd say play it. Uh, or if you have a whole day, you can commit to it go for it. How many hours is it again? 10? Uh, I think they said two to three per, uh, volume and there's four volumes. So, yeah. So right around 10. So not, not too being, terrible. If it's not in Game Pass, what is a price you would recommend this game at? What's well, $20? It's not a bad price for the game. Okay. Um, I think you're only getting a thousand gamer score for the whole thing, though. Correct. Yeah. So, um, so you're not getting four, you know, four thousand or you know, thousand and seven fifty, which is what they normally do, like two fifty per DLC. 
they are all title updates. So you, you pay the 20 bucks, you get all of it. And um, hopefully it'll go on sale at some point. But it's not a bad game. I know some people have kind of trashed it. And when you're trying to speed run it, yeah, it can be a little bit frustrating. And there are a couple buggy sections. Granted, I mean, there's they're definitely buggy. But um, the game itself is interesting. And I when they come out with a second season or whatever, I'm going to check it out. So especially if it's free in Game Pass. Well, if it's Game Pass, you might as well. I mean, why I not? <laughs> that's, that's my plan. That's my plan for 2020. Assuming it comes out in 2020. Well, no, more Game Pass in 2020, but more about that later. Gotcha. What about you? Have you played any games that aren't uh, Gears Pop? (laughs) Uh, Nothing worth mentioning. I have been playing a lot of Gears Pop, though. I finally have gotten to the point where I can actually win, which is amazing because ever since that first initial update... And they just completely destroyed my deck. I have not been able to do anything. And I went from like an 80%-ish win rate to like a 20. And it was horrible. And all it would do is make me throw my phone. And I would just... I just just stopped playing. And I would only do hordes. Well, I started experimenting with, with a couple of new... Uh, a couple of new decks and I finally found one that's working for me and it's been great. I'm getting sucked back into the game. Like, well, I'm another point really to enjoying is us. you are no longer a free to play player. I was going to mention that I'm technically no longer a free to play, even though no money left my bank account. So I had some money in Google rewards and I don't know why I didn't think of this sooner, but I'm like, oh, I should cash this in and get a legendary box. And holy crap, those legendary boxes are amazing. I shared the screenshot of it in Discord. I forget what I got now, but I got like 75,000 coins. Off. And the one thing I got out of there that was that I really wanted and I was super excited for it. So I got like 104 emergence holes uh, pins, which is amazing. That helps so much. So now my e-hole is level five, and that wrecks. It does so much damage now. Yeah, that. So I would like to do that as well. However, <laughs> <laughs> however, I, however, stupid Google and their stupid store. Um, my Google Rewards is on a different tag than my gears pop uh. so i can't redeem it and send it over to myself and i <laughs> i don't seem to know how to switch it so that the gears pop account is the one that's earning the google rewards so yeah so i am stuck uh that I need sucks to, i need to if someone knows a way around that please let me know well it, it just goes to paypal right mm, yeah it? Yeah. Um, it, well, on iPhone, that's the thing. You're an iOS. Sure, I think yeah. iOS has a PayPal that the Android doesn't. Okay. So an Android just goes really? straight that's to great. that Android account as Google Android, Play yeah, credit. It's basically Google Bucks. Yeah, it's well, Google Bucks. That sucks. See, I, yeah. I didn't notice that. I've been doing a stupid rewards for a while now, and I have I have an Android as well. I just so cashed I, out. I, I didn't was notice. 32 bucks. Stop it. Corey, stop it. Maybe 3250. Stop it. (laughs) 
yeah, see, I just, I didn't notice that. And, oh, and the other nice part about it is I think it's because this is the first time I've, like, tried to, you know, make a purchase. But they're like, if you make this purchase, we'll give you, we'll credit a dollar back to your account. So it's like, ooh. So instead of spending the the $5, I, ins- I instead spent 4 so it was no, even I better. I've never seen that. Is that from Apple or from Gear? This is from Google. Oh. Yeah, like I said, I have an Android, so this was actually Google crediting back my Google Rewards account. Sounds like I need to uh, load up the game, and if I buy anything, load it up on Android to buy it. Um. Well, I know I would probably credit it back to your Google account, so it probably fine, fine. may not work. I don't know. Always moving monies around. That's that's what Tropan does. That's what he taught me. <laughs> yeah. What a good influence. Exactly. <laughs> Dave, you played us? <clears throat> yes. Yes. I am in the Gears Pop gang. I am uh Smart. I still haven't hit any actual uh was it uh silver, bronze, gold league yet. I'm still under there, but uh, <laughs> Well to make you feel better, I just hit bronze. And you put money into it. See, I didn't do that yet. Oh, okay. Well, I tried. <laughs> yep, I am, in fact, a free play at this point. Um, pretty much any time my crystals get up to 500, I'll dump them for coins so that I can start upgrading all my um, pops at that point. And so it's just a slow go at that. But it's working. Um, I have been moving up some little by little, and uh, I'll, I'll just stick this way for a little bit until I get some form of credit as well. Yours pops suck. Yeah, shut I was going to say, the only, the only reason that you would want to possibly dump money into it now is because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the gold that you have to hit in order to unlock the one achievement, that one, the rank changed to a higher rank, correct? You had to get more gears to get back into the gold because of Season 2, so I'm assuming Did they're going to do that again for Season 3 and Season 4. Yeah, just continue to go up. I would hope not. Oh, if they do, that sucks. <clears throat> but it did, yeah, yes. That would be miserable. Yeah. Yeah. See, we'll, we'll know in a couple days, right? right. See, unless uh, unless I ever stumble into a lot of money through the lottery or a family member that I don't know that's rich dies and leaves me money, I'm probably <laughs> never going to be able to complete this game. I don't ever see myself oh my God. getting And Edna gold. died. I can finally complete Gears Pop. Woo! <laughs> that I don't would be ever your first thought. see uh, me being able to get into gold. So therefore, I'll never be able to get seriously pop, and uh, to never be able to get you know the gold league cha- uh, achievement. And then there's other a few achievements I don't ever see me getting, like upgrading to a max level, uh, upgrading the pin to a max level, or getting to the max level, because that's just so much. And now that I'm looking at this, no one has reached level twenty yet. So this game has technically not been completed. That's crazy. Wow. Like a lot of money. Yeah, it's just I would have, uh, would have expected someone to have that by now. Well, I mean, even money won't solve it. It's highly RNG as well. I mean, that enough money would solve it, I guess. But oh yeah, if you had not that bank crazy, account. <laughs> not that crazy. And I'm not at all salty that I've still yet to get a five win streak. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't suck. Well, that's because you've been working on other things. Like what yeah. this week, Al? Uh, oh. oh. Ah. Wait, he has to look these, up. These Patreon <laughs> members have <laughs> mastered the Elgway. And there's other people that just call them out, and that just that ruins it, dude. Come on. On my RTDL, I also had uh, an excellent 360 Vayner Hell Yeah Wrath of the Dead Rabbit. 
So my achievement was called Bug Tracker, and I believe it is to kill 500 bugs. So the bugs are basically the basic enemies in the game, and the premise of the game is you kill 101 different monsters, and you kill them, and every time you kill them, a little mini-game pops up. So you have to successfully pass the minigame, and then you defeat the monster. This game has a really crazy sense of humor. Another one right up my alley. Fun gameplay, fair checkpoints. So I believe there you could have grinded out 500 bugs anywhere, but I just kept trying to progress, and so I did. Um, unfortunately, this is one of those games that is only a 400G game. But I believe it's fairly quick. TA says 8 to 10. I take issue with that. Uh, I started playing this game back in March. I think this time I'm actually going to stick with it, whether or not it shows up next month. Well, if you started in March and it's still not done, that's definitely over 10 hours. I've been playing 30 seconds each day. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Uh, This game actually does have an RNG achievement, but I believe with the turbo controller, it is easy. Uh, it is. There's a slot machine in the game, and there's an achievement to win a $10,000 jackpot, which I guess is three sevens. And the main solution on TA basically says get a turbo controller and go watch a movie. So, <laughs> well then, that seems to be the only real tricky one. This is game. This game looks weird. It is weird, but it is a lot of fun. I believe Sarah H mentioned this game in the Vayner's chat room. Uh, would not uh, who was it? Me. Someone, someone had said that they're not liking Ori too much, and to suggest another Vayner. I forget who it was. Do you remember Corey? Someone doesn't like Ori. Yeah, Corey likes Ori. Ori. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's surprising. I've, uh, everyone that's played it have only said good things about it. Well, a couple people just don't. Don't get it. It's a little harder than most, I would I would say. And some people say it's overrated, which I don't think that's true. But teaches out. Okay. Ori and the Bad Joke. It's a new B-side. Cory and the Bad Joke. What'd I say? Yeah, that one. Well, anyway, I highly recommend Hell Yeah, Breath of the Dead Rabbit. I believe Michelle met the developer back at PAX East. Uh, the year it came out or the year before it came out, so she was telling me about that <laughs> while she was watching me play. And since she's not here to tell you, I'll tell you. She wound up buying the game to support the dev that she met, and she herself has never played it. <laughs> but but her brother, Freak Servo, um, beat the game. And he's not really the biggest completionist, but he completed the game within two days. So he went to town on it. You know, it reminds so, me of uh, like a, a Genesis game. Yeah. To quote Freem, I can see it. I'm I'm watching the trailer for it, and it <laughs> kind of reminds me of um, uh, I just it's just I think Fairy Tale Flights, but like 2D hmm. sc- side scrolling. I don't know if you guys have played that game or not. So, but just crazy, nope. wacky, super violence. I was trying to set you up for Sega. Uh It it feels like a Sega Genesis game because publisher is Sega. Yeah, it definitely plays a lot like it. Dave, sing. (laughs) 
That's exactly how you should mute. sing. When you sing, mute should be on. He did it right. Don't give him. He did it right. Dave has uh, like Sonic the Hedgehog toy in the background. He should be singing. That's a blue nope. Yoshi. Nope. That would. Yeah. The no, the blue's Mega Man actually. That's a blue Yoshi in a Mega oh. Man costume. <laughs> and a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo. But yes, other than that. Let's kick it back to Dave. <laughs> Since he's so quiet and doesn't want to sing for us and has his mic on mute. You got any other they games you want to talk sing. about? Look, if we're going to go behind the window here, I mean, I've got a cricket outside the window and the cats are purring trying to figure out where it is. And I'm just trying to keep that off the podcast. That's all. You're doing beautiful. I so, wish uh, wish some of these guys would do that. <laughs> shade. Yeah, dun, dun. Um, Throwing that shade. Yeah, so the only other thing I played this week was uh, a couple, grabbed a couple quick achievements in Minecraft, which is going to be mentioned a little bit later on, as well as a game that probably uh, quite a few people are going to be playing this week in order to make the bonus. So um, nothing too exciting there, but um, there are ways to cross-platform the achievements and get them rather quickly. So lots of TA. Oh, yes. GTA's favorite game is Minecraft, for sure. And sooner or later, I might actually try playing that game. That bodes the question. If L doesn't like playing with a guide, is that the same thing as playing with mm. an achievement world? Why would you do mm. it? Why would you ruin, ruin the fun for yourself? Hmm. Let's see what the L has to say. You want to debate with me now, son? No, it's, it's a little <laughs> too late debate? to slow down. You want to debate with the master debater? It's well, never he too did late. pose the question. Well, as always, it's game dependent. I don't think so. I, don't I have think so. I, Yes, <laughs> that's, that's called being okay. flaky. I okay. No. Here's my thing. I don't not like using guides. I just don't love playing every game I play with a guide in my face all the time. That's what I'm not liking. I have tried playing Minecraft. I have no idea what I'm doing. I've tried many times. My son makes me play, and he whizzes around and does all these things. And Don't I you just punch things, get materials, out. and build other things? It sounds easy. Now, is he playing it in survival mode or creative? Yeah. He's just... I don't know what he's doing. He's going crazy. Other things trying to kill him. But the And he knows how to get some achievements, but some of them are just ridiculous. Other things trying to kill him? Um, Sounds yeah, like survival. Yeah. You can you can choose that for either survival. one, though. Right. Uh, the main difference between survival uh, and creative okay. is that survival you have to craft and actually make all of your items. With creative, you can jump in and all your inventory is full. You can grab sixty-five of this color block that you want. Sixty-four ah, okay. of this color block that you want to set up and build pictures and stuff like that. So, um, as far as that little debate i mean it's kind of obvious that minecraft there's no true story to it so and the achievements are not related to a story so i could see using oh, achievement well, worlds for that type of thing there's lots of there's lots of fanfic out there and let me tell you some of it next is- who's next who's i next? can see you looking up <laughs> no uh, but there's videos but, 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 on certain <laughs> websites yeah craft hub but um <laughs> so basically don't get me wrong cory it's not that I don't like guides or I don't use guides. I definitely boost. I definitely look up solutions. <laughs> but every single game, oh my god! Oh, is there a guide for it? If not, I'm not going to play it. That that's no, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you only play rattle like games now, and that's it. 
turning into Elroy for my You're eyes. Saying that I think that it goes both ways. What goes both ways? Elroy? A two-way street. He's a happily married man, I think. Oh, all right. Uh, I was expecting a better it, debate out of you, sir. Who's next? Who else has something to talk about? Corey. That's my name, and I'm now a True Achievements Pro member. Oh. And for whatever reason, ah. when Rich I did thanks. that, it prompted me to just uh, hit the scan button as many times as I could. And to go along with that, I decided <laughs> to do a mini bean dive. What? And so I'm just going to like rattle off the games real quick. I'm not going to go into any depth about any of them unless you fellas want to point out one. Um, but here they are. Lonely Mountains Downhill. Did you use a guide? There's no guides. Uh, also not that kind of game. Goner. <laughs> Did you use a guide? Uh, no, not yet. Rise oh. and Shine. <laughs> Did you use a controller? Yes. Capcom beat em up bundle. Ooh, did you use a quarter? No. Duck Life Battle. Did you send a picture of Michelle? Did you send a picture of Michelle? Life Battle. <laughs> take any pics? Yes. Take any pics and send them to Michelle? Not yet. Caretaker. Oh, yes, the Caretaker. Chroma Squad, which is the best Power Rangers game I've played in a while. Doubt. We can go Wait, to it what? later. <laughs> Canadian no Football there. 2017. <laughs> Worst game. Did you apologize? I've... So this has a this is in the running to be worse than uh, where the bees make honey. By the way, Deep Space Rush, Cell Damage HD, and Descenders. That's a lot of games in a few days. That is quite a few games. Uh, two of those games I did complete, start to finish. Caretaker is a new is a new indie game that uh, Bills has like a fifteen minute video on. Probably took me an hour. It's a very dark game and got lost pretty easily. And then Deep Space Rush was last week's Radalika game. Um, I don't know if you'd call it roguelite, uh, but you basically get as far as you can, you die, you upgrade, and you do it over and over again until you get all the achievements, and it takes like 20 minutes. So easy. easy. Sounds like a roguelite. The, uh, the, well, the highlights like out of that it list, be easy. Uh, Lonely Mountains Downhill, is uh, pretty fun, pretty challenging. Uh, I will probably... That's like the indie trials, right? I can see where you'd make that uh, connection, but it's it's very different. I will probably go through okay. it more in detail in a Game Pass deep dive in a week or two. Mm-hmm. Other than that, uh, nice. other than that, Chroma Foreshadowing. Squad, Chroma Squad uh, it had a really good premise, and I'm excited to get back to that. And it's turn based because um, it's, it's like. No, you, oh, seriously, base, I'm in. This is right up your alley, Kenny. Um, Andrews, uh Okay. Has a Power Rangers, I don't know, heart into it that like that's where they're they're basing it off of and they're making fun of it and it's really good. Um, I don't know if there's any like RPG elements. I haven't got that far. I only dived it. Mm-hmm. Well, TA says RPG strategy turn Yeah, I basically, so that is like just Perfect got out of the tutorial, uh, and then Power and Rangers. Kind of has like an XCOM-ish vibe to it a little bit as well. That's kind of the turn-based. Uh, but it, it's I don't know. I'm looking forward to that one. Yep. And then Descenders. Oh, uh, I, I see what you mean by Power Rangers. Too. I actually bought this in game preview, 
And uh, to my surprise, probably shouldn't have been surprised, but once I started up the game, uh, like four or five achievements popped, a um, couple rares, so that was good to go to. Nice. Um, okay. Then let's get on to the real reason why we have Dave here, and that's because he's got an extra life. So, Dave, it's been quite a while, 54 levels to be exact, since we've talked about extra life. Why don't you go through and kind of remind everyone about Extra Life and to kind of tell them why you're into it and what why you do this every single week, every single year, and all your different goals and whatnot. Tell us about your campaign because I'm sure there's been plenty of people who haven't heard the previous episode. Which, if you haven't heard it, you should go back and listen to it. Hell's Mike sucks. Yeah, but we no. forgive him for it. <laughs> We've forgiven you for the past Yay. 54 episodes. <laughs> so uh, the floor is yours thank you sir um extra life is a way to give back to children's miracle network hospitals um so there's 170 different hospitals in the united states and canada that um we raise money for through the program uh the program uh basic way to think of it uh you've heard of a dance-a-thon or a walk-a-thon those are great for people that like to right. walk and dance for many 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 hours um, sounds terrible it does, and if you've seen videos from it, it's amazing. Uh, it, they get to the point where they are not allowed to stop for these 24 hours that they're doing their dancing or however long they've decided to go for. So That's they will insane. create a human circle where one person will lean on the rest of the group, and they will continue to hold them up while they sleep. So then they take turns doing this in order to stay on the <laughs> dance floor the entire time. Yeah, yeah, there's videos of this. Oh, my gosh. And it's kind of creepy, kind of fun. And you know what? Hey, that's what they've chosen to do, and it's great. But um, but but I'm a gamer, so I play games. Um, so video games, board games, card games, whatever kind of games you want to play. Um, we've had people do um, uh, bowling or fishing, anything that they wanted to claim as a game, and uh, we'll, we'll gladly take it as that. Um so the main thing is, it's like it's it's basically a marathon where you get people to sponsor you a dollar an hour, two dollars an hour. Hey, here's thirty bucks. Um, they, with the promise that you are going to take time out of your day to play games, whether it be the full twenty four hours, which is what people do um, this coming weekend on November second, uh, from eight a.m. their local time until eight a.m. <laughs> on Sunday morning. They will uh, basically be sitting in front of monitors or TVs or sitting at a desk playing card games. Um, for those full 25 hours. That sounds um, beautiful. It is. It's wonderful and agonizing at the same time. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so um, as far as myself, I've been doing it for seven years now. Uh, this is um, – and every year I have gone up as far as what my goal is, and every year I have hit that goal. So I continue to want to do that. Awesome. Uh, my goal this year that I'm going for is uh, $1,250. Um, I did exceed that last year by a little bit, but I wanted to have a goal that we could hit and then go over, above, and beyond. Um, so far this year, I did at the $200 level, I have a uh, YouTube video up of me eating a very large bowl of chicken and waffle cereal um, that Post put chicken out. Chicken and waffle cereal. Yes. This I, was a I would like to revisit the definition of eating the bowl of cereal. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I, the words were right there. I ate the bowl of cereal. Well, I'd like to get a ruling on this. Is a bowl of cereal consumed if you have not drank it is the cereal-flavored milk? Not. I say no. 
Yeah. I mean, sure. eating a bowl is a, is eating is chewing and <laughs> grinding down with your teeth. Yeah, masticating. Then, yes. And, Everyone and knows masticating. Mm-hmm. You're come right. On. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just forgot the, forgot the right. big words. That's where we come to you, Kush. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not drink the milk. But believe me, I, I couldn't have. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. Where did you get this cereal? I'm not going to lie. This sounds like something I really want to try. I love chicken and waffles. I I love chicken and waffles too. I will get it when I'm out and, and uh, for dinner or something like that. I I will happily have that. But um, this chicken and waffle cereal, basically adding milk to it, putting it in a bowl, and uh, it it had a peppery flavor to it. Um, it was put out by Post. Ugh. They had two different flavors. They had chicken and waffles, and they had um, maple bacon donut. So those were oh, the that two that they put out. Um, and I figured the, the worst of the two was the chicken and waffle. So I did choose that one for it. Um, <laughs> basically just took a picture of it in a store while I was there, posted it on my Facebook. Hey, if I hit 200, I'm going to get a box of this and completely joking. And I had four people immediately go ahead and throw money at it and, uh, and get me to that. Um, and I think I said, if I hit another 30, I'll go to the next size bowl in my cabinet and then another 30, I'll go to the next size bowl. And of course that happened. So I did have to eat a very large bowl of chicken and waffles and yes it was done don't ask again nate uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, anyway at 250 dollars, i gave away a copy of call of duty black ops 3 that's been a while i did hit 325 dollars, which was my next goal and with that i will be taking a pie to the face on game day itself um i will do that on stream and uh, my daughter more than likely will be the one throwing the pie because she gets a little too happy when I say, hey, guess what daddy hit goal-wise? And, uh, <laughs> and she likes to do that. Um, That's awesome. Once I hit $500, I will wear an Oscar the Grouch union suit for the entire stream. Uh, I do have a picture of that up on my Twitter. You can see that over at uh, Doboe. Union suit. That's a very nice way of saying a onesie. A onesie is what a baby wears. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm in the union. Um, it's a onesie <laughs> at uh, $750. I'm going to do two more additional streams, um, both two hours a piece of either karaoke or dance streams. That's why I'm making them two two hours because I'm a big guy and a dance stream at four hours is probably going to kill me. So, uh, we're, <laughs> we're going to start there. Um, when I hit a thousand dollars, I will wear this onesie that I have this year. Next year, when I go to one of the uh, convention events for extra life, I'll wear it behind the table the entire time. So I'll have to wear it out in public. And I haven't chosen my $1,250 yet. Um, I'm working on a couple ideas, but got to get them approved by the misses. So um, just because they might be good ones. <laughs> they sound like good goals. If the wife has to approve, that's a good goal. Yep. Um, Until she doesn't, and then it's just a really dumb goal. We need to sh- <laughs> stream stream an hour of karaoke with me and make everyone listen to it. Oh, no, no. You got to play that. Um, uh, what's the song? Victorious. That might, yes, no, Victorious. That oh, thank no. you. Good reverse, My boyfriend's boyfriend uh, donation goal. Oh, hey now. Make him stop singing. I'm down. I do <laughs> own it and haven't cracked it open yet. Oh, so. come on. Oh, 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 oh Kenny. Yeah, you your uh, so daughter you would love it. Yeah. It's a day. Day drive. Yeah. There uh, we go. Uh, more on that later. This turn. We'll see where this leads. Um. But anyway, as a whole, uh, Children's American Network Hospitals are really uh, meaningful to me because both of my children are seen there every single year. Um, they were both seen at birth uh, due to a metabolic disorder that they were born with. Um, and if both had to spend nights in the hospital, um, consecutive nights for, for a couple of different uh, times when they've gotten sick. 
Um, basically, anytime that they get flu-like symptoms and can't keep food down, they have to go into the hospital and get IV fluids, and they are there until they clean clear up the sickness. Um, they they don't have the fatty uh, the fats in their body that we would have when we're sick and we continue to break those down, even if we're not eating, they don't have those. And they basically would then drop to a like diabetic uh, shock sort of thing where their, um, their numbers would drop and, and immediately uh, need help. So we go down to chop. Um, they give us pretty much a fast pass. As soon as we get into the ER, they take us right back, get them set up and, and they know what they're doing there. So um, in fact, one of the doctors that has dis- discovered this illness what uh, worked for Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and is still there. So it's great that we have somebody that's that's uh, that knowledgeable of this rare disorder. That's that's crazy. I I can't even imagine that. Yeah. Um, and actually, when my son was born, uh, my daughter was born first. She we found out uh, two in the morning on her third day home or third day of life when we were at home. Um, they called and said, so where's your daughter? How's she doing? Can you go get her immediately? And we're like, uh, what's going on? And they said, we just need you to feed her. And this is why. And they explained all of this to us and said, can you come by within the next uh, couple of days here? We'll set you up with somebody to explain what it is. And then uh, while she was on the phone with my wife, she said, actually, looking at her numbers, they're one of the highest amount, highest numbers I've seen. Um, I forget the category, um, but they're one of the most highest that we've ever seen. So we're going to have you come in tomorrow morning and, and have her looked at and, and kind of go over things to understand what it is. Um, so with that, when my son was born, they were going to treat him as if he were to have had this disorder as well, because it's nothing different. They just have to eat more frequently. Um, they can't sleep through the night without having a meal. Um, when they're younger, now that they're older, they can take uh, cornstarch at bed, and that's uh, basically a complex carbohydrate that breaks down while they sleep, so they are able to sleep 12 hours at a time. <clears throat> Otherwise, they would have to get up and, and eat in the middle of the night. Um, wow. Yep, And uh, but with my son, when he was born, he actually unfortunately had uh, two collapsed lungs and was put on machines, and we basically took him down to CHOP as soon as we knew that something was going wrong, and he spent his first 11 days of life in the hospital. And um, as far as the hospital itself, uh, as soon as it happened and we knew what was going on with him, we knew that's where we wanted to be. It was kind of like home for us for our daughter already, so we said we're going to feel more comfortable being there and trust the people that are there. Um, and they really do bring the families in, make them feel comfortable. If there's anything that's changed in what the status of the child is, they break it down for you um, to your level, and they keep you involved with all treatments. Um, I've I've had such a great experience there. I wanted to give back, and that was as soon as I found Extra Life. This is this is what I've kind of committed myself to. Um, like I said, it is one National Day of Play is this weekend, but there are people that do it every single week. Pretty much you'll see somebody streaming for Extra Life, raising money for them because they can't do it this weekend or they want to give more than those 24 hours that they've committed to. Um, and that's kind of what I do with my little giveaways, doing the free code Fridays on my Twitter, um, just kind of getting the word out of things. And hopefully it makes people want to donate throughout the year as opposed to just trying to jump on one time around the holiday time when a lot of people are already trying to either give to other places or, you know, just have a lot on their plate that they need to take care of over the next month and a half. So um it's a great charity i've like i said been with it for seven years i don't see myself leaving it i've met the actual creator of extra life when i went down to florida one time um for a marathon there um so he's a good guy came up with it for a very good reason there's videos on my twitter that you can see um a little about the story of tori and uh and why 
this came to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the children hosp- children's hospitals, um, how many did you say there were? Because I know there's a bunch. There are 170 in U.S. and Canada. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't there realize are, there's that many. Yeah, there's a couple outside the States and, and Canada that they do work with. Um, but as far as Extra Life, they just raised for those two areas right now, um, I believe. I, I don't know if they changed it yet that they do have a European connection and an Australian connection, but I know they were looking to, to gain those because they do have a lot of gamers in those areas that are coming out and don't, uh, and raising money for them. Um, if they don't have a specific hospital that they want to raise for or yourself, if you wanted to join, you can actually choose just uh, Children's Miracle Network Hospitals as a general uh, donation and any of your money will go back to and support that. Um, the best part about this particular charity, unlike some of the other charities that are out there, is that 100% of whatever you raise goes to the hospital of your choice because Children's Miracle Network Hospitals is an umbrella um, over Extra Life. So they take care of all the back stuff, all the paperwork, Which websites, legal fees, all that stuff that you would normally get pulled out of your donation. They're taking care of that. So, Yeah. Out of all the different charities out there, this is, in my opinion, one of the best, I guess you could say, to donate to. Just not only because of such a good cause, but be- it is, you know, like you say, it's very easy to donate. You don't have to worry about all the this, that, all the uh, this, that, and the other things of getting it there. And 100% of it goes there. You don't have to worry about all the legal fees and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and there's a spot where when you donate, it does say, would you like to add an additional, whatever the percentage is to cover the credit card transaction. If you want to do that, great, it's taken care of. If you don't, that money, like I said, still gets taken out in the back end. It's not taken out of your donation that's going to the hospital. So, Well, thanks for uh, going through that and like <clears throat> mentioning exactly why you're so committed. I think it really makes sense why this is so important to you. And it's a big focus, uh, you know, of kind of like your gaming presence is really tied to that um a bunch of the hosts at age one on one went into our velcro wallets our personal velcro wallets and we've, we've, uh, <laughs> that's what that noise out, was in the background and we pulled out lots of coins uh and we'd like to offer you as a gift to give away uh a game up to a 60 dollar value for however you want to however you want to award that nice i would happily accept and i'll come up with something great to uh, cool. to use it towards i have no doubt you will <laughs> um now if people are interested in donating how exactly could they donate to your campaign and specific specifically uh, mine specifically, um, like I said, it's easiest if you go to my Twitter. It's on there almost every single day. I've been dropping the the website. Um, but if you want to go right directly to the website, it's extra-life.org backslash participant backslash doughboy, D-O-U-G-H-B-O-Y-E-E. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll take you directly to mine. Um, if there's another hospital, my, my all of my money goes directly to Children's Hospital of Philadelphia due to my connection. Um, if there's another hospital that means a lot to you, feel free to reach out to me. I know a lot of people that are raising for other hospitals due to the fact that I have gone to Extra Life United, um, which was the gathering down in Florida uh, back in 2014. And I still have a lot of connections to, to all the area hospitals here as well as all across the U.S. and Canada due to meeting all of these these people. And um, and and once you if you decide that you want to do this as well, you can go directly to extra-life.org and there's a spot that says um, to create your own page 
and it basically sets up the full thing for you. It, um, the one thing they did add recently was milestones so that I was able to go right down and read all the different milestones. I used to have to create a graphic for it, um, which I do still have up, but now it actually is on the chart. Um, and there's also a new thing for incentives. So say if I wanted to do for every $5 donation that I receive the next 10 people, you'll get whatever. When you go to actually give your donation, it'll say, would you like one of these incentives? And you can check that off and it notifies me right huh. away. So That's they're neat. building this up every year, adding new features to it that makes it a lot easier for us to get the word out. Um, and if you don't think, well, I'm not going to make a ton of money, um, believe me, the first year that I did it, I, you know, that was actually the only year I didn't hit my goal. I wanted to hit $500. Or no, I think I wanted to hit. I think I did want to hit five hundred dollars. I only hit four hundred that year, but I hit four hundred dollars, and I didn't have a huge platform. I didn't have podcasts that I was talking to frequently. I didn't have. Um, I wasn't really even into TA at that point, so I didn't have a huge community of people, just friends, family, knowing that it was something that I really was committed to. Here's a couple bucks, and it adds up quick. Um, so oh, something's better than that. nothing. Yep, absolutely. So you do stream the whole twenty five hours, right? Yes, I do. Um, I'll do that both on Mixer, Twitch, and Facebook just because that okay. particular day I want to get it out as much as I can. So so I'd rather use Restream and go ahead and get that out there to all the platforms. That was my next question mm-hmm. <laughs> on what platform you'll be doing it on. So that's awesome. Yeah, I do think that my decision has been made to that once I start doing more regular streams throughout the year, um, I will predominantly be on Mixer. Um, I just like the platform better and, and it seems a lot more um, easier to use. And as far as um, the FTL setup where literally I'm gaming and people see it at the exact same time. I like that. There's no delay, but for something like this, like I said, I want, if you're only a friend of Twitch, let's throw it on Twitch. If you're not a person who's into gaming and you're my Facebook friend, you're going to see it on my Facebook wall. It's going to pop up and you're going to be able to watch from there. So, um, I like to be able to do that on game day itself. And will you, uh, will you be doing a mile high attempt? Take two. That's his Achilles heel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can definitely see it in the future at some point. I don't know if I'll do it during the event because I will have other people here gaming with me. Um, but I'm usually the only one who makes it all night. So maybe if they fall asleep and I'll do a completely <laughs> trashy run. Is it going to be uh, uh, video games? Um, yeah. Are you going to do board games? Uh We've mixed it up a lot. Um, this year, I bought a, I think it's a six foot wide Tetris puzzle, which is completely crazy. So I'm going to have that. Oh. Um, I'm going to actually have a camera dedicated to That's that when we take breaks and stuff that people can can put the puzzle together. And that'll, that'll be here. Um, we did do, when we didn't stream the entire thing, we did um, Cards Against Humanity. We went through the entire Bigger Blacker box. Um, with friends and family here. And that was like four hours of gaming and it definitely got us through the night. Um, But I'd like to keep it a little bit cleaner for when I am streaming. So uh, especially because this is about kids and such. So, but you know, anybody can race with them. You don't have to. You have uh, multiple cameras set up around your house, don't you? Yep. I I tried to last year and something failed when I went to go live. Uh, I went, started like an hour late and got frustrated and said, you know what? I got two cameras. Let's just use these two. But, uh, (laughs) but yeah, I think this year I'm going to have a lot more set up. So should have a couple different angles and different, depending on what we're playing. Um, hope to get the rock band set up again. Um, I was having issues with the Xbox one adapter because you know, that thing's great. Um, and works half (laughs) the time. So, um, as long as that's functional, we should be able to do uh, a couple hours of rock band with, with when we have our big group of people here. So 
That's the best. Rock Band is the is so good in a group. So much fun. Agreed. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention a couple of other community members that are doing Extra Life as well. Uh, they are Wheezy Fuzz and Freaky R.O. If I missed anybody, please let us know in the chat. And we'll be sure to check out all your streams and make sure to donate to this wonderful cause. Yes, for sure. And in the show notes, there will be, you know, links to all to Dave Freaky's and Wheezy Fuzz's uh, campaigns if you want to donate to one of them or even better if you want to donate to all three because, you know, good cause, more money is the better. But yeah, everything will be in the show notes, so it'll be nice and easy to find uh, their streams, their campaigns, and the best of you know Dave getting hit in the face with a pie <laughs> by by his daughter. <laughs> I look forward to seeing that. Me too. Very close up. <laughs> <laughs> got to get Good that camera real close up in there. Get a couple of angles on it. <laughs> got to go see what cereals they have at Walmart. Sour Patch Kids. Oh, man. oh that's actually oh, good. That's a good one that to eat. Disgusting. It's a good one to eat for this kind of a thing. That cannot be a good cereal. That yeah, can't maybe we'll get uh, last year sausage and uh, biscuits again. Like one that was made last year. <laughs> sausage and biscuits. Oh my god, chips. it sounds horrible. Yeah. They were good. I mean, they sound horrible. Yes, I wouldn't do that for money. Uh couldn't pay me (laughs) so we have some updates to our community calendar um dave you want to you want to give us some updates uh yeah i can fly through it real quick uh the community calendar this was our first month doing it um uh l approached me and i kind of approached him and said we kind of wanted to get this rolling and we put it up for last month um as far as how we used it, like I said, the Hawken boost went through. We did uh, have that for two weeks in a row just to get everybody complete with it. But we threw it up there. Enough people said that they wanted it on it, and we were able to organize it very quickly. Um, some of the earlier boosts in the month, uh, we weren't able to organize really quickly, like the Crackdown boost, just because it was so quick to me saying, here, the the it's going to be in three days. Let's do it. This, we had a lot more time to get together, and people got together for it uh, rather quickly once we said, go. And, and we got it done. Uh, Human Fall Flat. Um, that was another su- successful boost and seems to be <laughs> Many successful pretty frequently. Boosts. Yeah. Uh, Waka Angel definitely getting us through there. And I've been throwing that up when I do see that he's going to be doing that. Um, and Titanfall 360. Uh, that's been basically uh, kicked back up again um, as a boost that we've been doing on uh, Mondays. As far as November going forward, um, if there's anything you guys would like to see change with it or any ideas, please let one of us know what you would like to, to have happen to that. Um, I do have the calendar itself locked um, just because I'm very picky about the way the things that are viewed. But I think I might <laughs> unlock it just to make it easier for people to throw up a boost session. Um, if we start getting some rude comments or something awkward in there, then maybe we'll have to lock it again. But I'm sure our lovely community will keep things happy, healthy, and I just asked for trouble, didn't I? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, uh, but as far as future ones, uh, we did have Realm Royale listed on the list for last month. We're going to throw it on this month because we just didn't have time for it. And uh, I believe Chin is doing a session of Chess Ultra. Um, if you're hearing this, it uh, should be either tomorrow or the following day, uh, depending on when this drops. So uh, those are some to look forward to. Um, and let me know what other games you guys want to do. And uh, they're definitely fun when we get a bunch of community members together to do that. So uh, something we want to keep going. Yeah, that's fun. Well, of all people, I would think you'd be the one that would be excited for 
community playdate these things. I am, but uh, unfortunately, Titanfall 360 servers are very bad. Frontier def- uh, defense works. Sometimes. It's a flip of the coin. It's, it's definitely game dependent on what we're looking to, to complete. Yeah, it's, it's just not. It's um, not like good. I said, the crackdown servers are up. They're running. Not we just good. we can't get enough people to fill them when we're ready to do it. So we're gonna try to set that up sometime this month too. We'll just we'll make it happen. You should do crackdowns on Thursdays. Maybe I'll join because you had it on Wednesdays, and I can't do Wednesdays. I've never played crackdown, but I'll go stand in a stand in a corner and let you guys shoot me if I get achievements. That sounds good. Does anybody else want to check the calendar that it was on a Thursday and let Kenny know? Oh. Well, yeah. we play Borderlands. He's trying to that forget. Was but. totally a Borderlands joke, but that's convenient. Um, yeah. Sorry, Prue and Michelle. I'm out. <laughs> but, Corey, what can you tell me about the new TA site? Oh, there's a new TA site. Oh, that's cool. All right. So, Moving on. The TA, <laughs> the TA is a backbone. True Achievements is a backbone of our community. Uh, the show... We obviously use it to base everything we talk about on and, and track and so while we're while we're together, we really. So uh, they are creating, or they have created a new responsive site, and right now they are beta testing it to pro members. Um, hence the FOMO that I had and why I'm a pro member now. Uh, if you were a pro <laughs> member in the past, that makes sense. Uh, you do know that they had a mobile version of the website that was pretty. Terrible. Um, I I think Bad. most pro users probably switched to desktop mode, which at that point you're basically uh, the same as a free member in terms of how you're viewing the site, uh, minus ads and with ad blockers, uh, you're on the same playing field. Uh, and so basically, this new responsive site uh, is one site, and if you view it on desktop or mobile. Uh, it will change based off the browser and the screen that you are viewing it from. Um, but essentially, it's just one website that uh, for, it adheres to, to your device. And uh, in the back end, it saved a lot of code. Um, Rich has been kind of talking about how much it saves. For example, uh, the newest Call of Duty achievement list in the old website was like, I don't know, around 60 kilobytes. Uh, and the new website is like in the teens. So oh, think wow. of that, you know, escalated across every page um, across TA. And, and so it makes everything faster. Uh, just everything works uh, pretty well. So with during the beta, they're taking active feedback, making changes on the regular. Um, so if you have Pro, I definitely recommend checking it out and providing any feedback that you have. Um, and yeah, I'm really enjoying the new site. How about you guys? Um, excluded. I'm cheap and I don't have pro anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm actually digging it. <clears throat> I like it a lot. Uh, a couple things, uh, here or there that don't work, but yeah, like you were saying, if you jump onto the, uh, the pro discord server, you can, uh, comment there and they seem to be pretty quick to, uh, at least acknowledge, uh, if not fix. And the nice thing about having one code base is that they should, in theory, once this is out and it's the, you know, it's the only version of the site, uh, they should be able to address issues faster and only have to do it in one code base. So uh, we should see all kinds of improvements across the board once Ex- this goes exactly. out. So I'm excited for exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, that's one reason that I kind of stayed away from Pro. I'm like, I use TA a lot, but they they never seem to really 
change the website. It was just, I don't, I don't know what they were doing. Uh, they certainly didn't seem to be doing like, you know, contests and stuff like that, but, uh, th this is a pretty massive overhaul. And so that, I think that was worth, uh, you know, me spending some money there and, uh, supporting them in that, in that fashion. And, and hopefully we, we get a better site out of it and maybe even some, some contests that have been, uh, talked about that, you know, just take some development work that now they'll have more time to, uh, to do that. So good all around if you ask me Eller Dave have you been using a new site I have it's still I'm still so just so used to clicking on my homepage just a little still getting used to it but overall it looks smooth and hopefully there's more changes in the works I think someone posted that uh, that they're gonna have phone emojis. Yep, and Soon, I've been using so. it too. I went ahead and submitted, uh, I think, two different issues Fun. that I had on the forums, and um, I think I'm one of the next ones to be addressed. So unless they've already addressed it, I just didn't. I missed what it was, but huh. um, I did find a few small things. But like the, like uh, Kush said, as soon as they've been finding things, they've they've been fixing it pretty quickly. So is there any word, uh, or is there any word on when this will get out of beta and it will, you know, be the only website? I don't think there's a, an ETA on that yet that I've seen. I, About just as long to get Fortnite out of beta. <laughs> uh, so never. It'll stay in a black <clears throat> hole. Got it. I'm okay with it. <laughs> it's good as is. But. Yeah, I would almost uh, rally for this to be pro only because it would be a huge perk, but there's no way they, they – I would not want yeah. to put that on myself to maintain uh, basically three websites if you count the old mobile do. Yeah, that sounds horrible. What's your favorite thing that's been updated so far? Uh, there's like an interactive gamer menu where everything is stored. And so you can see notifications and your inbox and you can clear them all. Um, I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah, just the usability. I mean, um, you know, <clears throat> the desktop, I definitely was using desktop mode uh, on the phone and things just... You know, I'm not 100% happy with how things look, but it is much more usable uh, at that resolution. So. Okay. Nate, uh, Dave and L don't like anything about it. Got it. <laughs> I, I, if you'd like me to say the same things they did, I can do that. However, Correct. we're trying to move on with the show. Somebody knows how well, then. works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, then. Fine. We can move on with the show. I like, the, um, I like that streamlined notification system. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay then. We will move on <laughs> with the show. Let's get into hashtag wheeling and dealing. Nate, what are you picking up or are interested in or are recommending this week? <laughs> well, this week it's straight recommendations because <laughs> I already own it all. Um, it's the worst. Toby and the Secret Mine. This is kind of a Limbo-esque type platformer. Um, it's $4 down from 10 uh, 1,000 gamer score, 1,100 uh, numbers are hard. 1,133 gamer, <laughs> uh, TA. Why did I have gamer score twice? That's horrible. It's about two to three hours. Um, there's a little bit of frustration towards the end of the game, but for the most part, uh, pretty much an enjoyable kind of limbo-esque uh, platformer. Um, going into the Vayner genre, uh, there's the Mummy Demastered. It's $12 mm -hmm. down from 20. It's a thousand gamer score with 1,668 TA. It's about eight to 10 hours. This type of Vayner is much 
more closely related to the uh, uh, the Super Metroid side of the family tree. Um, and it's quite a fun game. I have not yet completed it, but this is one of the ones that I'm going to go do as I go to prevent Rocker from crossing me on the Gamer Score <laughs> leaderboard in Metroid Vegas. <laughs> and uh, the last game I'd like to talk about is Bud Spencer and Terrence Hill because Elroy's not here to talk about it. Um, it's $10 oh, down boy. from 20 1,000 Gamer Score, 2,881 TA. Aww. And most of that, I think, is because of the... No, it's not that. I'm thinking of a different game. Uh, the hard mode run, which doesn't exist in this game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it looks like a fun game, and I can't wait to finally get around to playing it. Okay, then. L, you got anything? I only talked about I wanted to talk about Vayners. Oh, there's more, ladies and germs. <laughs> Corey's yeah. favorite game, Chasm, is on sale. Eleven ninety nine. That's not down from sale. twenty. Mystic Bell, eight ninety nine down from fourteen ninety nine. Six to eight hours. That might be a good one, but I think you guys uh, have middling uh, reviews on it. Yes. Awesome. Uh, the Aquatic Adventure of the Last Human, which I think we picked up in the Digirati Darling Bundle or one of those. If you didn't happen to get that, that's three seventy four down from fourteen ninety nine. TA does not have any time estimates on it because barely anyone's played it. It sucks. No, I have no idea. Why. Uh, the, the one game here that over a thousand people have played, Owlboy, is still expensive. fourteen ninety nine down from twenty four ninety nine. But I believe most people like that, that one, hard. except for one really hard sequence towards the end, I want to say. Oh. Kush will probably say it's hard, but it's not. Okay. Won't say it. That's not hard. Talk about Mystic go. Bell, uh, Al, Al Boy, and the, uh, Ow. the you know that section. Yes, that section. No, you can get through that section. Um, it does take a little bit of practice, and you can actually, you don't have to do a perfect run either. You can just kind of get segments that you need, and then uh, you get the full collection. Uh, that because that was the problem, right? You had to collect the little stars or whatever they were as well. As completed yeah. all It's in one not pass, even that so. long of a section either, so it's not that bad. No. Yeah, I'd say it's like what, one, two, three, like three or four screens or yeah. something like that. Um, and as far as easy games this week, there's Ascendance First Horizon, a one to two hour completion, 419 down from 599. And then another one of P Tart's favorite that she was trying to get. Foof to play Beyond Eyes. Aww. Because there's a cute little putty woody cat. I might have had to talk about that today in Discord as well. And <laughs> that is a two to three hour game. And it is well, $3 down from 15 So that seems like a, mu- a must buy. Yeah. So not, not, not bad sales this week. I didn't see any 360 sales. Uh, you're the only one. Getting a little worried now. How about you, Dave? You picking up anything? Well, I was going to recommend Beyond Eyes as well, um, being so cheap and a quick completion, um, but somebody else already did that. So, um, <laughs> we'll talk about two games for fun. Um, Sonic Mania. I love it. I do. I really, really love oh, the game. Well, I um, that game. It's a lot a of fun. Uh, it is, it's going to be a while to complete it, about 15 to 20 hours, they say on TA, um, but it is eleven ninety nine down from $20, and it does have a lot of fun co-op uh, play. Um so I would highly recommend well. that. 
Um, and then the one that I'm going to be picking up this week, maybe I'm kind of leaning on the fence. Um, uh, the Metronomicon Slay the Dance Floor. Um, Corey, you played this, I right? I died. Just a little bit? Game. Yes. Uh, I, I bought it last sale. Was it actually playing or was that just press start? No, uh, you have to play a little bit. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I couldn't tell you anything about the game, uh, but I did get it. Yeah, it looked fun. Um, rhythm-based game, uh, role-playing, music, all that fun jazz mixed into one combination. Uh, seems like something I wanted to check out a while ago. Uh, I've been waiting for it to go on sale, and I don't know it's been less than this yet, so I think I might jump on it now just to uh, to play it. All right. And two other games, well, one game that was on sale last week and is still on sale is Spec Ops The Line, one of our age 101 game clubs. And the first and the other game club, the first game club that we did for Soma is also on sale. It is currently $8.99. And that ends November 1st. So actually, if you're listening to this day of and you want this game, go ahead and grab it very quickly. That's down from 30 bucks. Play that, grab that, play it, and then listen to our game club. Corey, do you have any sales or recommendations? I actually do. Oh, my bad. Uh, Corey, do you have any sales <laughs> or recommendations? Because you talked when I talked. Sorry. Corey. There is two I want to mention really quick. One is, he didn't tell me, but I would be reminisced to say The First Tree via Elroy. Uh, this is a very touching game that he found near and dear to his heart, and it's on sale for or five bucks. Not a bad completion either. The other one, I do want to bring up is the adventures of Elena Temple. Now you might remember the name. This is a fairly recent game. Um, it's a very old school like platformer, uh, and it got some news in the achievement world uh, when an exploit was discovered. Now exploits are discovered, and and we jump on the opportunity. This particular exploit lets you skip pretty much the entire dungeon and get some what would be, you know, skill-based achievements uh, basically for free. And the developer had a poll out there if he should patch them, leave them in, and all that. And he's been really interactive with the achievement community and very thankful for them. And so it's finally on some, it's his very first sale, $3. Uh, it's 25 achievements, 1,000 gamer score. Um, there's going to be a free update later on this year with the definitive edition content coming around Christmas. He said that's going to include a new dungeon, uh, new ways to play new achievements, uh, and more gamer score. So three bucks now should get you that content later is what it sounds like. So I've played this game. I haven't finished it, but I would recommend it. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, you could tell some love went into it. Uh, and he's the developer is just you know trying his best, and to be honest, it's not a bad game even at its full price of I don't even know what it is, six bucks, seven bucks, something like that. Uh, and this week you could get it for three, so definitely recommend that. Cool. Uh, a couple of games that are games of gold and are free to download. You know, Tembo the Badass Elephant, Ninja Gaiden Three, and Friday the Thirteenth. Before we go on, All do we know if those are going to stay games with gold after this podcast drops? Give me a second. Okay. Geez. So Tembo, like Spec Ops, 
is uh, it's going to stop and free on November first. So if you're listening to this day of go ahead and you haven't downloaded it, just hurry up and go download it. Uh, Friday the thirteenth is going to be free until November sixteenth, and Ninja Gaiden TA doesn't list the uh, end date right here. So if I actually decided, that's, I don't. So I'm not sure when that goes. I would think a little bit into November, but. If you don't have it, just go ahead and download it real quick to be sure you get it. It's free, so even if you have no interest in it, it's still worth downloading. So let's get into the contest corner. Uh, Nate, you have some things you want to talk about with the Gamertag Challenge? Yeah, by the time you hear this podcast, uh, the October uh, Gamertag Challenge should be over, and we will be drawing the winner next week. Um, but for November, our Gamertag Challenge is Doughboyi. And we have two different bonuses. Um, <clears throat> the first bonus is for sharing one screen capture of you sharing a link to someone's Extra Life campaign. doesn't have to be Doughboy. I know how much but he it wants it be. to be. But it could be. <laughs> it could be anyone of your choosing. You get one of those. So one screen cap, and that is worth five bonus points. Then uh, your unlimited, if you will, uh, bonus is to get one Chibo containing the word Extra, or the word life, no variations on uh, those words. So no extras, no lifers. Lifes. <laughs> it has to be the exact word, um, and it must be earned in November. Previously earned achievements do not count. And then for our bonus game, Doughboy has chosen... Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2. There you hear it. You made that sound so much more epic and hardcore than what it really is. <laughs> Nathan, so, I do have a question. Uh, people are going to be hearing yes. this on October 31st, very likely. If they are uh, hearing it at the end of the month and they are in the Gamertech Challenge, how long do they have to submit their October entries? We typically give um, about a two-day window at the end of the month to make sure everything is updated on the spreadsheet. Um, and at that point on, we will do the drawing. But, you know, since we're not going to be doing the drawing until that next week, you have until, let's just say, Monday through the weekend. So mm-hmm. yep, about November 4th. Yeah. But once again, they have to be completed in October. You can update the spreadsheet shortly after. And we do fact check. Mm-hmm. And just as a reminder, the October gamertag is Fighter X 93 chip, papa. And his game is Trials Rising. Um, and for the screen cap, uh, screen caps of the extra life campaign, who should those be sent to? You can just post those in the Gamertag Challenge channel, and we will pick them up there. That works too. Can I make right. a suggestion? They could probably also paste the picture on their entry page, right? Uh, that would work too. Uh, they should be able to edit it. Mm. That yeah, you could do that too. All right, next contest we're going to get into is the G-Task. It is week 18, and the bonus for this week is making a difference, and that's to end the scoring period with a ratio over 4.0. So that's going hmm. to be tough. That one's going to be a little that one's going to be a little bit more tough. I'm curious to see just how many people actually earn that bonus. Well, and that's why I stalled on giving more info and as well as L did, but I'll 
jump in for him. Um, there was the update on Crackdown. There's a title update with DLC. Um, I know he locked, unlocked quite a few of those achievements as soon as they dropped. So I'm guessing they're not too difficult to do, but they have very high TA ratio. <laughs> that's a um, backhanded compliment. That's, that's not a backhanded compliment. It's just, okay, it was a little bit. Um, but he's not here to defend himself anymore, I don't think. So, um, <laughs> uh, Minecraft, uh, there's a ton of achievements out there. You can definitely do cross-platform with those. Um, basically, just get yourself set up with one of the achievement worlds, whether you think it's cheating or not. Um, go ahead and load up one of those on your PC and then use the same network that your Xbox is on and your Xbox can sign in or do it with your Android phone or your iOS or how many different devices can you your do it on? Samsung refrigerator and the toaster. Yes, exactly. Um, so Minecraft uh, Killer Instinct has a bunch of high ratios that really aren't necessary still. Um, there's definitely a lot of games out there that you can help buffer what you're playing throughout the week. So I would say you still have a pretty good chance of playing what you want and then using these particular games to bump that up the crackdown seems like that might be a bit risky to do i feel like there may be some uh some de- decay on that of course again no one's really playing that game so mm. and we're also at week 18 so i mean how much longer do we have to stay in this this is true but on the team elimination side we have a couple of people that are out team uh skeptical skeptical mario's team chim doctor Ben L72 and Facial LaFleur. All of their teams have been eliminated. And in the individual on the individual side, we have God, I'm going to say this name wrong. Uh Massage? Question mark? Mess J? Mess, whatever. <laughs> it's a try. I'm gonna go with Massage. It's a try. Uh Professor Professor Pluto and Deaf Dealers are are all out on the individual side. Good run, guys. Good run. Good job. 17 weeks. Not bad. Not bad. I don't envy you. But let's take it into our final segment, our proclamation point or hashtag brag camp or whatever the crap we're going to call this now because everyone wants to keep switching the title on the dock. Nate, take it away. Take it away. Uh, for completions, we have Kushmoose. Whoa. 200 completed games. Man, I hope he really intended to do that new one. <laughs> High Road V2. 200 completed games as well. Saucy Slingo. Haven't heard from that guy in a while. 200 completed games. Prue. A lot of 200 games. I can say it correctly. Prue with 550 completed games. Wakapale. Pale. Wakapale. Wakapale. There you go. Edit that out. Wakapale with 600 completed games. Redemption denied with 1,650 whatever. Tiny. Matism with 450 completed games. Hmm. And for completion percentage, we have Facial LaFleur with a completion percentage of 75%. I'm going to guess it's Not the right bad. Thing. And we're going to go streaking. Waka Pale is on a 2,200-day achievement win streak. Big L is currently on a 2,500-day achievement win streak. Whoever put these on here did it in the wrong order. Koosh Moose is on a 25-day win streak. And a couple of 10-dayers, we have Tropan. Rocker Dude 5012. Oh, and there's a comment in there. That's nice. Uh, <laughs> Mellified. Night. Frick, what is that? Night. Nidogen. You Nidogen. call yourself a Pokemon Nidogen. master. That's not a Pokemon. That's Nidoran. That's <laughs> You're dummy. And Chewy on Ice. All on a 10 day streak. Achievements. <laughs> Dang, that was pretty good. That's actually why we we got Dave on the show. He's the only not, one that can do true. that. I mean, watch this. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm clipping that. I'd say edit that out, but do not edit that oh, out. Oh, that is absolutely not getting edited out. That's staying there. Oh, man. Well, oh, moving good. swiftly on. Achievements 1, Nidogen, 1750. R56 Cooper S11 at 1,600. Elroy Omen J at 19,000, Matriarch 21,000, Matism 24,000, X the Hero 24,500, and Sasha Morning at 35,000 achievements. One. A lot of achievements. Gamer score, we have Nidogen again. He had that 1750 achievements one. Well, he also has 40,000 gamer score now. Woot woot. Freemhole has hit the big 300K. Carnage at 850,000. And X the Hero, 900. Thousand gamer score, only one foof away from retirement. You're so close. TA score. We have Nerve Bullet with three hundred fifty thousand true achievement score. Benel seventy two with five hundred thousand. Expovos, also known as Coronos, with five hundred fifty thousand <laughs> as well. Kitty Skies at eight hundred fifty thousand. Not bad. Good job, guys. Hey, want to get some leaderboard updates? Well, I'm gonna give it to you. Let's get some. Matriarch is now in the top 1,000 of True Achievement leaderboard for Metroidvania. Kitty Skies is now in the top 1,000 of Gamerscore leaderboard. X the Hero is now in the top 50 of USA Gamerscore leaderboard. America. Waka Pale is now in the top 20 of Gamerscore leaderboard for Metroidvania. Jimbot UK is in the top 5 of England True Achievement scored True leaderboard, but yeah, true team leaderboard. It's not a real <laughs> I'm one. Not anyway. the only it's, one that's it's not that. USA. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Jimbot UK is also in the top 50 of the true achievement leaderboard for Xbox One overall. Um, Emperor L is now in the top 100,000 of achievements completion percentage leaderboard. LFET 77 is now in the top 50 of completed gamers leaderboard for Metroidvanias. And Ragnarok0272 is now in the top 20 of the Nebraska True Achievement leaderboard for Metroidvania. Oh, yeah. So many Metroidvania ones. They need their own uh, se- their own section. All right. Well, that will do it for this show. Thank you, Dave, once again for joining it, joining us. Absolutely. Love having you having here. Me. Let's not make it 56 episodes again between visits. For sure. Oh, you promised. 54. <laughs> Corey can't do math. So, yes. Once again, why don't you go ahead and plug everything so everyone knows where to find you and to watch you eat wonderful cereal. Well, Doughboy is the brand, and I am sticking to it. You can find me over on TA with that little gamer tag. Uh, you can find me on Xbox One, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, which I don't use, on uh, probably any other platform you can think of. Um, as far as streaming, like I said, mixer.com uh, slash doughboy or uh, twitch.tv.doughboy. You'll find me there this weekend streaming for 25 hours because they punish us by making us do this event when the clocks change every single year. Um <laughs> And we agree to it. So, hey, why not? Um, but that is Eastern time that I will be doing that. Uh, if anybody wants to just stop in, even if it's not to donate, just to say, hey, what's up? How's it going? Still awake? Keep pushing. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. So uh, I'll see you guys then. All right. If you enjoyed the show, please like and review us on your platform of choice. It really helps us out. And be sure to smash that subscribe button. If you would like to send us a Twitter tweet, 
you can do so by sending us one on the Twitter at Achievements101. You can follow our Mixer page at AH101. You can join the Discord where everyone's there. Come be a part of the community. Get lots of giveaways. Discord link is discord.io slash AH101. And if you really enjoyed this, this show and you can help us out and throw us a couple of bucks our way and we would enjoy, we would appreciate that. Our Patreon link is patreon.com slash achievementhunting101. And with that, class is dismissed. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. And this week's GTOSKT bonus requires the team score to have a TA ratio above 4. Not an easy feat, but if you are decent at platformers, the hyperinflated Game Pass title Gunner Blueberry Edition is a good choice. I don't know what a blueberry is, I couldn't find any blueberries either, but some people just can't resist putting umlauts where they don't belong. Truth be told, I can't say I understood much of Goner for the three and a half hours I spent on the completion. This light roguelite light platformer might be about a blob hanging out with death and his flying whale after ingesting just a tad too much hallucinogens. The graphics are simple but sometimes hard to read, and the lack of any proper explanations for anything makes playing the game without guidance a confusing experience. Gunner has around 20 mostly procedurally generated levels, and dying resets you back to the first level unless you have enough glyphs to purchase a continue. Any heads, weapons or items you collected are then available to choose from for your next run. Unfortunately the game does not explain what anything does until you try them out yourself, which is discouraged by the harsh penalty for dying. Fortunately. Gunner is a fairly easy game by roguelite standards, and should be completable by anyone with decent platforming skills. Once you know what you're doing, the single full playthrough you need can be done in 20 minutes. Here's a quick guide how to beat the game without too much effort. Get the brick head, which prevents your character from dropping his weapon, head and special item every time you take damage. The shark fin which unleashes powerful special attacks depending on the weapon you're holding, and the scythe. The scythe can be obtained in the first shop area. To get it you have to spend all your glyphs on store rerolls at the merchant. When you've depleted your glyphs, the scythe will be available for one glyph. To get a glyph, quickly destroy five of the ceiling mushrooms to claim the scythe, which is then available as a starter weapon for any future runs. The scythe is incredibly powerful and easily wrecks most enemies without having to bother with ammunition 
and should be your go-to weapon for anything but the last boss. Coupled with the shark fin, the scythe easily destroys most enemies and bosses. A very useful secret is that you can increase your max health after the first two bosses by visiting your whale friend and mashing X while next to it a few times. Doing this twice will give you up to 5 health for the final levels. Remember to purchase health and replace your scythe with a shotgun at the end of the death levels as the final boss won't go down as easy as the rest of the game's enemies with the scythe. There are two easily missable achievements close to the end. One is right to the bottom of the final boss room. Make sure you grab the big skeleton before you kill the boss. The second is for jumping over the big skull and walk to the right in the short level after the final boss fight. If you get the two missables and kill the final boss without dying, you'll get four achievements worth 100 game score and around 900 TA each, meaning 400 game score and 3600 TA just for completing the game. There are several easy achievements you can get early in the game with little effort as well. There's a single purely luck based achievement requiring you to pick up a ball like item. Make sure to pick up the ball if you see it. Gunner has 19 achievements worth 1000 game score and over 7000 TA at the moment, which is very inflated. The completion took me around 3 and a half hours, mostly figuring out what I was doing, and once I understood how the game worked, I easily finished the game. Gunner is also available on PC. Unfortunately, the game has an achievement list which do not work. Hopefully this gets sorted as I would not mind running through the game a second time, even if the ratios most likely won't be as crazy high. Speaking of, crazy high is probably how you will feel after playing Goner for the first time. The game is trippy. Have a nice day everyone! Am I the only one that every time the name Jonas is said, I think of the song? The my Jonas name, Brothers? No, my no, name is Jonas. No, I think of the Jonas. <laughs> my name is Jonas. Bow, 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 bow. Hello, and welcome to the Achievement Hunting 101 podcast game club for Oxenfree. This week, we will come to the climactic conclusion of the story and delve into the outcomes our choices have made. And then we'll spend some time discussing the secrets of Edwards Island. To join me for the discussion this week, I have Pete Hart TX. Hey! And Carpe Adam 79 Hello! And thanks to the power of post-production, Freemhole. I'm here! Better late than never. Welcome back, guys. Let's get into what happened for this week's playthrough. We climbed down the ladder and... Jonas is talking to us. He's not having a great time. He's confiding in us that this has not been, going, this has not been his favorite evening ever. Uh, we have a chance to interact with him as he tells us a small joke. There's a magnetophone there hanging out. If you interact with it, they make a comment along the lines of, it's strange to see one of these outside of a time loop, because the only time we've seen them so far has been in the time loops, and that's how we get out. And we finally come to the end of the cave hallway, and we have to unlock the doors. And Jonas says, hey, listen. If something happens in there, just cut and run. Just go. And my response was like, hey, listen, we are all getting out of here. That's." And Jonas's response to that was, 
I'm not asking. I'm telling. I'm like, what? Do you, do you know something I don't know? Like, do you, what is past this door, Jonas? Like, how are you? You know, and we look, we don't even know each other that well, right? This is my stepbrother. So we're just getting to know each other on this trip. I think it's weird that he's being so just go ahead and just leave me behind. I don't care. But I told him, no, I'm just going to make sure everybody gets out. I'm going to try my best. If anything, I'd leave myself. I was the same way. On my initial playthrough, I had done the same thing as well. I'm not sure that that one is actually a decision point, but sometimes it's hard to tell. This game masks its decisions pretty well, so it could be something more important than I think it is. But I know that the, the thing with the machine that comes up here next is an important breaking point as far as decisions go. As soon as we unlock the doors... Jonas hears the magnetophone starting to play, and we can hear the magnetophone starting to play too, but instead of just the music that we hear, he is hearing his mother's voice coming from the machine. And this song that's being played is the song that he remembers from his childhood that she used to sing to. You get the choice, and he's asking you to use the radio on the magnetophone to tune in and let him hear the voice. He can hear it, but he can't quite make out what she's saying. So you can tune the radio, or you can not. Uh, which way did you guys go? I chose to tune the radio uh, just merely actually out of my own curiosity, not so much that Jonas like begged me and pushed me. And he was kind of getting on my nerves at this point in the game. And I just seemed like I thought it seemed very troublesome to talk to a dead person. But again, I was curious with all the ghosts and everything else that's going on on the island. So that is what I did. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to. But he was very persistent, and I, eventually I was just kind of thinking, well, maybe I'm supposed to. Uh, maybe that's just part of the story. I need to do it. So I, I finally gave in at the end, and I did tune the radio. And then once I did, I was like, oh, crap. I maybe shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I had a similar reaction to you, Adam, where my initial gut was, Jonas, this is a terrible idea. I'm not going to do that. Stop asking me. I'm still not doing it. And he asks me again, and I'm like, no. But I tell you what, you ask me one more time, and I'm going to do it. And then he asked me again, so I, I went ahead and I did it. Yeah. I'm, it is possible to just proceed and not tune in the radio, but um, I think it's going to be a fairly common experience to tune the radio there for the first time through. You're given this opportunity to uh, essentially let him speak with his mother, as it were. And this is one of the things that the mirror selves had told us about in a uh, previous week's discussion i couldn't remember which my responses were to the mirror of like okay what did i what did i say about jonas and his mom crap but i'm trying to like figure it out yeah i i couldn't remember i couldn't remember exactly what was in there either and in, in our cases jonas disappears sure enough jonas and the tape player long gone <laughs> i'm there by myself he's 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 out of the picture my recollection is that if you do not play the radio, he's going to stay behind and try and listen. Uh, he's fascinated by this one way or the other, and he does not join you in the cave either way. But we go through the blast door and enter the cave, and I think really the first thing that pops out in the cave is that there's extra graffiti. In our very first week, we talked about how there was graffiti in the cave, and uh, I didn't mention what it said. What it said as you came along was, see a man about a dog. And now there's new graffiti in the cave that reads, saw the man, but not the dog. I did not catch that. Who was the man? 
Yeah, so you get in there, and there's Clarissa just sitting in the cave. In the cave, Clarissa starts talking to us immediately. You know, the ghosts have possessed her, and she's speaking for them in her voice. And one of the things she says is kind of interesting. The truth is, we could have left whenever we wanted. We are not prisoners to the cave. Not in whole. So they're saying, essentially, that they didn't need to be doing this to leave. They're just doing this because it's fun. And then this says, we just want to escape because this feels like dying again. And Alex uh, just, I had her choice to say, well, you're just going to have to do it again. because She's going to fix it and they're just going to have, the ghosts are going to have to die again. So I wrote down my conversation with Clarissa here. Because she brings up the fact that I, I made that deal with them. You know, where I said, like, you take mm. Clarissa and everyone else gets to go home. And then I switched and I told Jonas, yeah, no, 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 I, I, I didn't think they were going to be truthful to that. So I'm not going to I'm not going to hold them to that. And so the, the conversation I had with Clarissa really revolved around that topic. I said, my friends wouldn't have taken it. Her response is, get better friends. And then Clarissa's gone. Like, like, she just got mad. I, I don't know. And just just up and disappeared. And all that was left was this little triangle. So I was kind of like. While I'm looking at this, part of me was like, I, I, I should just leave. Like, I wonder if I could just leave this room right now. In order to proceed, we're going to have to tune the radio to open up the dimensional rift. We've tuned the radio in the cave before, and we had a very intense experience where we made a triangle that appeared out of nowhere, essentially. This one's an order of magnitude more intense. You know, instead of just creating a triangle, we create a triangle of triangles of triangles. It's fractalized on us. Yes, I have me- mega triangle in all caps written on my notes for this one. Fractaling all and over. And then rocks are falling. The triangle seems to have its own gravitational field because it's pulling the rocks that are falling back up into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So we enter the dimensional rift. We're in total blackness. and. Oh, I, I can control this. Okay, uh, let's just go. Well, it's a platformer type. I'm just going to go right, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> and then sure enough, hey, wait, I'm underwater. There's a submarine over here. What, what's going on? We're underwater, and we can see the submarine. We get to witness the USS Canaloa implode. There's a, a, a very bright light, and then the submarine is gone. I think the thing that stood out for me the most as I watched this happen was the very red light at the top of the the submarine. Gosh, I wonder what you do with a red light. So I was like, oh, quick, all right, here we go. Let's just fire up this radio. And I was gone. It warped me before I could even do anything. Yeah, that was the submarine exploding, right, from the nuclear reactor or whatever it was. Right, so the experimental nuclear reactor has gone awry, and the vessel implodes, and Philadelphia experiment style, these guys are killed and or sent into another dimension and or turned into ghostly entities. Whatever it is, this is the cause of all our troubles. Now the scene jumps after we get out of the blinding white flash. Now we're on the cliffside, and Clarissa is there again, ready to talk to us, but she has two entities behind her. Clarissa's the one talking to us, but the the ghosts are there menacing right behind her. I said, where am I? Home. You are home. Almost, anyway. 
Oof, creepy. She queries, you're here to close the hole? Don't they chime in? It's just not that simple. My notes here are really like, just lots of talking. Like, I was trying to talk them down. Like, I was trying to convince them what they were doing and, and that they're taking us and, you know, absorbing that they didn't need to do it. All right. Well, once more, the scene is going to jump and we're back on the ocean floor. Only this time, instead of a submarine or the red light in the background, we have the dimensional rift in the background. We can see the triangle and the cave through the triangle beyond. And the choices that you make here, I think, are really the definitive ones of the game. Ultimately, you can have a wide range of conversations here. The uh, actual discussion options, the conversation options change depending on which of the Adler notes you've read, if any of them. Oh, I did not know that. Um, I know I said last week I had zero letters, but uh, when I went to re uh, to finish the game this morning, uh, apparently I didn't go far enough down the ladder for it to save, so I actually got to go wander around and go find all the letters, and then I went back down the hatch. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky. Yeah, I still had a few let- letters to go, so I'm going to have to look for them again in my next playthrough. Yep. And I still forgot to hug everybody. If you're missing the Adler letters, you know, obviously there are, you know, guides available to them, but if you want to try and find them yourself without a guide, they're around fairly regularly, and you can tune your radio as you walk around to the cardinal signal, which is 140.1, if my recollection is correct. The first note tells you. And that will tell you that on that screen there is an Adler letter or not, and it gives you a clue. It tells you a couple of things, and then it spells out in a phonetic alphabet something specific about where you should be looking for the letter. So if you're on a screen that you think a letter is, and you don't know where it is, you can use that in-game hint system to actually locate it. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't I figure that out? (laughs) You just aimlessly wandered around the island. Yeah, I just, I could see them. You know, they're, they're pretty noticeable, I thought, when when you're walking by. Um, but I just didn't wander around the entire island to try and find them. They sparkle. Yeah. Pretty, as you <laughs> would say. And and I'm like trying to talk to Clarissa and just, well, it's not Clarissa at this time, but I, you know, I'm trying try to talk my way out of it. And there's a, you know, clearly there's a big, essentially an exit point behind me. So I feel like at any time I want, I could just leave. I was like, I, I got to see this to the end. I, I need to, I don't have all the answers that I want. And so I got to continue this conversation and keep talking. And so I just stood there and I kept talking them down. And every kind of section, every bit that you were talking through, a new person appeared. A faceless person appeared on, on the, in the lower corner there behind the rocks. Through our finding of the Adler notes or not, we have come to learn the name of three of the officers aboard the ship who were uh, drowned, or exploded, or imploded, or whatever. And we can ask them specifically for help as we talk to the entities. We can either call out to Calvin Gilbert, who was an electrician aboard the Kanaloa, and he was the first of the sunken who found a way to communicate from wherever they are back to our reality. And those radio signals were originally heard by the students at the uh, Army Communications School, which we had that incident with when we played Hangman. They all assumed that these were pranks, but he was the one who made the first calls. We can call out to Henry Griffin, who was identified in the call signals by his um, in the signals by his call sign. 
And he is the superior officer who is responsible for bringing Anna, uh, Maggie's friend, to join her on Edwards Island. And we can reach out to Francis Salter, who is an engineer who is likely the person who sent the distress call from the Canalilla that proved to be the, um, the fateful demise of the vessel. Or you can call out to none of them because you haven't read any of the letters. You guys forgot about us. Everyone forgot about us. I wanted my life. I wanted, you know, to... I didn't... Do you think I wanted my life to get cut short? Everyone forgot about us, blah, blah, blah. And and my comment, like, you know, essentially my big comment to that one was, like, this, this whole town was built for you. There's a monument. There's, like... This was a naval base, and they have built a town because of what ended up happening here. Um, and, and they... And you are an important part of that town. And that's where... It opened the door to talk to Francis. In my playthrough, there was a big, long discussion about how the ghosts wanted to be remembered and how important it was for them to be remembered. They, I didn't remember specifically how they said they want to be remembered, but uh, I chose for Alex to point out that Maggie remembered. She went through all the effort, but they pretty much came down to the conclusion that you know every timeline that they looked at of Maggie's she couldn't figure out how to help the ghosts. They were still stuck. And mm-hmm. I know I wrote down something else that uh, they were okay with Alex going because they remind Alex reminded them of Maggie. Yeah, Alex and Maggie are very much on the same wavelength. Whatever it is that they are doing, they, they seem to have a lot in common despite the generational difference. For that question, I responded differently in my playthrough. And I'm fortunate you know, that I had my, rec- my playthrough recorded because there's no way I had to remember this. So I had a chance to rewatch it recently as, uh, in prep for this. And my answer was that uh, you weren't forgotten. You know, look, they made a monument to you and are remembering you and you know, your heroic or accidental but you know, valorous death for your country in wartime. And the ghosts don't want to hear anything about that. They, uh, they refer to the monument as a hunk of metal and a balm to see salve their own pride for the loss that they suffered the, against their pride, rather than the actual loss of the human lives. That they made a mistake and this tragedy happened, rather than the tragedy of their lives being lost. Ultimately, though, they're giving you a choice. You have a choice of choosing to leave Clarissa behind and just walk away, or closing the rift, pulling out the radio and tuning into the source from within. But the ghosts tell you that if you do this, you may save your friends on the other side, but you yourself will be trapped in the time loop forever. Which choice do you make? Wounded, baby! So the choice that I made, I chose to pretty much, you know, sacrifice myself for my friends. And then they followed up saying, okay, you could go, and my friends could go, but they wanted Clarissa. And mm-hmm. again, I said, no, you can't have Clarissa. And then again, that's where they said, okay, well, you might not make it out, just like you said. How about you, Adam? What did you do when you were making the choice? Did you walk out or did you tune in? No, I did the same thing. I tuned in. I, I told them, no, I wasn't going to sacrifice Clarissa. I wasn't going to trust them. Plus, I'm just that I did not. <laughs> I'm not the type of person that I could just say, oh, well, <laughs> she screwed. I I was more of a, you know, just thinking, take my chances, try to save everyone. Do you want that person to be gone, like, eternally? Plus, we know that she used to be normal and human and super chill from, 
you know, the time loops we had from the previous summer. I think the choice of the word there of eternal is actually really important. The choice to take the deal is perhaps deeper reaching than you might realize. Turns out is even more profound than that. It is essentially eternal. As you close the temporal rift, the ghosts are talking to us again. Do they mean Alex, or do they mean Clarissa? Malison. Youth. Now, Malison is a word that a lot of people don't know, and might think it's just a typographical error or something, but it is actually just an archaic word. It basically means that they're saying this is the curse of youth. Again, they're hyper-focused on games. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, they are as sadistic as they are, yeah, you definitely see that youthful aspect with the various games, especially like Hangman and Kick the Ball. That's very, you know, you know, that's children's game. You do wake up uh, at the lakeside now. The very first thing that pops up on the screen is a new cipher. It's forward slash forward slash XX tech XM BX KAUTX. Okay, so that was supposed to be there. Because I looked at that and I was like, I don't know, what, is that somebody's gamer tag? What the hell is that thing? And then we have a series of interactions where we get to play the mirror. This is where we make the choice that will show up in someone else's game if we are their mirror buddies. Yeah, it was on the flip side of everything. As far as um, Jonas then, I said to let Jonas talk to his mother. And I, uh, as far as the Clarissa one, I think I said, I didn't say to break up with her. And then, what's the other one? Stay or leave for Michael. I think I said stay. All right. I told future Alex's that uh, Michael and Clarissa should stay together. Uh, I told them to let Jonas talk to his mom and for Michael to go out on his own. I was just trying to answer what I told myself, even though it it wasn't me, right? It was a different gamer tag, but like I was trying to tell mirror me, like, hey, don't forget to do this next time, or I, I don't even know. But I tried to answer the same. Although that being said, you know, that I didn't do the same for <laughs> what what I told Jonas. So maybe I switched that one. I don't I don't quite remember, but it was like Clearly, they told me, don't let him talk to his mom, and I did, and he's gone. It's it's tough, because there's you know, you've got to juggle what you were told, what you decided to do, and then what you tell the future you to do. And can I just add, like, when I realized what was going on, like, how we were telling the future Alex's, how we saw other people play, like... 
my mind mm-hmm. is just blown on so many levels. Like that is so clever and so cool that the developers did that. Like just integrated that and it just came full circle and it was just awesome. It adds layers of nuance to it that weren't would not be there if that had been some other process. Yeah, that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier. Part of me wishes I had known what was going on so that I could appreciate it more in the moment. But you have that other appreciation when you get it, when it all comes for full circle and it, it makes sense. You appreciate it. Like I had, that was one of those moments where when, when that part came up and you start answering all those things, you're on the other side of the mirror. I was like, Oh, that makes so much sense now. It, you know? So it was cool. But like I was going back and forth, it was like I was conflicted because part of me was like, "Man, I wish I had understood that then," because I feel like it would have changed how I experience things. But I still appreciate it because it's really just a cool concept, something I haven't seen before. And I wish I would have paid more attention to those. Ev- me too. Events like paid attention to who the gamer tag was, what they told me to do, what I actually ended up doing. And then finally, what my advice was, like almost a three-way comparison between each choice. But again, like when those occurred the first time in the game, I just, I didn't understand the significance of them. And then we go to that final flashback with Michael. So we interact with him in his room, his loft room, which is interestingly triangular. Yeah. Yes, I wrote that down in my notes as well. And he wants to know what we think about that decision that we just gave advice to someone else about should he leave or should he stay so like i couldn't tell with with this you know this cloud world that we're we're walking around in like what's reality and what's not you know this plays into some of the the ideas i have at the end about what exactly like my brain is trying to figure out what exactly is happening and trying to put all these pieces together because it's coming it's coming fast now I told him that he should leave and move in with Clarissa. I was so conflicted through all of that. Like, I I still didn't say that. I, I still wanted him to stay. Mm-hmm. And so I, I but I, I found myself, like, as I'm answering his questions, like, I would answer one and I'm like, man, I wish I'd answered that differently. And just, I think I was, because just the way that the, way that it is i was just kind of overanalyzing it maybe i don't know but i i kind of wish i had because like he was talking about running away and getting an apartment i didn't want him to do that but you know i wanted him to stay with her i wanted him to live you know is is really what it all boiled down to i continued to say you should leave so in this instance, I see Michael, and it's like, look, I, I wouldn't be here in this loop talking to you again because of everything I've experienced unless you went away. So I said this once, and I'm going to say it again. You should just go. Just go do your thing, even though I know it ultimately ends up in his death. Yeah, I think that that was the right way to go with it, too. I think I was being more selfish with... Um, from Alex's perspective that, you know, she wants her brother around and the fact that he's dead, that kind of, that just, 
amplifies that whole thing is like, well, he's dead. So of course, you know, she wants him to be there because he's not now. Yeah, I don't think that's wrong at all. That's actually a solid logic for your decision. And I feel like, again, that's the beauty of this game is I don't think it's necessarily right or wrong. It's just your own play experience. Yeah. After our final flashback with Michael, we wake up on the boat. It's 7 a.m. Jonas has carried our body from the cave somehow, and we are on the ferry boat, and the rest of our friends are here most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Once they realize Alex is waking up, everyone uh, starts to talk about how things went on the island, how it affected them, what was the experience like, what are they planning to do next? You know, are they going to tell people about this, or are they going to keep it quiet? Yeah, no, I. This is no need to say anything. We just we had a, we had an experience. Let's just let's just move on with our lives. I decided to keep it a secret that. No one would believe it anyway, and they would think that we were crazy. I made the same decision as well, just to keep it to that friend group, because, like, Mm -hmm. we went through a very traumatic event. Why do we want to, like, you know, trudge that up? And, you know, and again, nobody's probably going to believe you, because I know Nona's like, oh, book deal, but it's like, no, like, it's just, it was a horrible traumatic event. I mean, it was not a fun, pleasant you know, memory or trip. So why continue, you know, to dredge up that wonderful experience we had on Edwards Island? I also chose to keep it a secret, but my reasoning on it was that if you tell people that this has happened, there's going to be some curiosity seekers who try and have it happen for themselves. And I did not want anyone else to go and start playing with the ghosts. That's a good way of looking at it, too. Like, on one hand, you'd think, well, if you don't let people know, what if someone else stumbles upon what you did? But by telling people it's more likely for that to happen. Yeah, there will always be people who will stumble upon it. You can't stop those. But you can you can try and mitigate the the looky lose perhaps. Yeah, but pretty much the the island like no one goes there anymore. Like we we were the, some of the few people that ever even go. It does seem to be a annual trip for the juniors or seniors of the high school here in the town to go for these beach yeah, parties. Yeah, true, good point. And so who knows how many generations of these kids have gone through and done exactly what we just did and then decided to keep it secret themselves. Because yeah. we know they left the signals behind, that they found the anomalies, they played around with the radio on the island. True. True. Like how many other kids have actually gone through the exact same thing and how many kids maybe are gone now because of it? I think there might be some because that anomaly that you found uh, a couple of recordings ago, Adam, where it talked about, was it four teenagers that were died in a oh, car yeah. in the water. Yeah. So is that... That's a good... Yeah, is that like another group of teens that was on the island and, I mean, perished in the water from the goat? Maybe. I w- the whole time I'm thinking it's part of that group and something happened there, but maybe it's... Maybe it's a different group altogether that has gone through the same thing. You have to... Come to one last photo. You're going to get together for one last group photo. And this is where something interesting happens in that Ren starts to quote from the book that he had left on the ferry boat. This is a book by Mark Twain, and the quote is, When I was younger, I remembered everything, whether it had happened or not. But soon I shall be that I cannot remember any but the things that never happened. 
This is the same thing that Ren was actually saying already when we were starting to wake up. And that's one of those first clues that time is still a little bit out of sync. Even though we've sealed up the temporal rift in the cave, we're not out of the woods yet. I did catch that he repeated that, because as soon as you get on the boat, that's the first thing he says. And I was like, oh, that's a really fitting, interesting quote for the game. Like, it really kind of ties the theme together. And then he says it again, and I'm like, oh, interesting. And in that part, is that one of the areas where you have that dialogue option to say that you've already said that? Yeah. Yes. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, and I did say that. Yeah. And that's basically the last thing you say in that portion of gameplay. And the rest is epilogue. Now, the quote by Mark Twain there is actually fairly interesting because this is um, a different version of the quote than was originally written. Uh, Twain had a couple of versions of this quote written. The current version, the one that they are using in the game, is all about how our memory sort of changes and we don't remember things as well as we get older. But the original quote was actually somewhat different, where he had this, these fantastic memories of his childhood that he knew had to be false, and so that he in his adult life was discarding those false memories because he knew them to be factually inaccurate, that they couldn't possibly be there despite the fact that his brain was convinced that they were real. So the actual original quote had been, when I was younger, I remembered everything, whether it had happened or not. But soon I shall be that I cannot remember any but that which happened. So the complete opposite. And I found that particularly interesting, because obviously the quote plays beautifully into the theme, as you were saying, Pete Hart, but the fact that this quote itself has appeared in both variations, and there's the confusion around it, I think also plays perfectly with how this game all comes together as well. We get our results. We get pie graphs. I, I was shocked that this stuff came up. It was super fun. I love data. This is just for Xbox, uh, so you know. But the percentages are pretty consistent across all different platforms, from what I've been able to see. Oh, yeah? The first ones that come up are Nona and Ren, and they have uh, a two-part pie graph. They're either dating or not. And as we already discussed last time, we know for you, Frame, they're not. No dating. dates. Yeah, thirty-six percent. Yeah, getting them to date is by far the more common situation. And Pizzard, I know you got them dating. Yes. Yes, I did. I did some good matchmaking. I'm jealous. <laughs> Clarissa comes second. There are five possible outcomes for Clarissa. The most common outcome that I've seen is the situation where you've managed to make up with Clarissa. You recognize that you know, even though she's treating you terribly, it's for somewhat understandable reasons, and you've tried to make amends, and you didn't sacrifice her to the ghosts. She gets a dog, she goes off to college and studies literature, and you talk to each other very, very rarely, but you talk to each other once in a while. That's what I got. The second option is that you make up, but she's dating Michael. I'll come back to that one in a moment. The third option is that she's gone. No one except you remembers that she even existed. So when we were talking about your decision in the cave, and you mentioned that being an eternal choice... If you choose to sacrifice her, it doesn't just kill her. No one else even remembers she existed. Jeez, that's wild. Fourth option, we did not make up with her. 
Clarissa hates Alex, and she drops out of her uh, high school college situation and goes off to the coast, other coast, and is doing something in a boutique or something. And the fifth option is that she and Michael are still both alive, and you are fairly friendly with her, but she is no longer dating Michael. And that's probably the rarest of all the outcomes. So Michael's the third, uh, and he's skipped if you did not find a way to bring him back. Because you're playing around with time loops, he is possibly alive now. Uh, There's three options for Michael. The first one is that he's dead. Again, by far the most common situation, you did not bring Michael back. And so this part is then skipped, and he's not in the photo. Uh, But there's also that he's alive and dating Clarissa again, or still. And the third is that he's alive and not dating Clarissa anymore. I didn't even know it was an option to bring him back. Like, that kind of actually blows my mind there. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. Don't worry, you'll know because it's an achievement. Yeah, I realized it after, afterward, like after making the decisions and stuff. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, it sounds like you were really close. I would I would love to have brought him back, but I didn't. <laughs> I stayed in town myself and did not bring him back. But you got a stepbrother and you got an achievement for that, right? Yeah. No, Jonas is our next one. The first one is that he's um, bonded with us strongly. And so much so that we don't even call him stepbrother anymore. We just call him brother. The first one of this is Michael's still gone. So basically he's taken Michael's place and he's our new brother, although still technically a stepbrother. The second option is that we have bonded with him just as strongly, but this time Michael is alive. So we call him our other brother, but only when Michael isn't around because we don't want to upset Michael. A third option is that even though we spent a lot of time in this trauma-inducing experience with Jonas, we've managed to be alienated. We didn't get along too great. And Michael has remained dead. And this is the we see each other at Thanksgiving because that's what you do with your family kind of outcome. And the fourth option is that you found a way to bring Michael back but also still alienated Jonas, in which case you essentially never see Jonas again, ever. We were not... You see him at Thanksgiving. thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, that achievement, though, there's an achievement for bonding with him, and that achievement popped for me, even though I also got the see him at Thanksgiving. It was it was interesting, because I was right, I must have been right on the cusp, where he didn't dislike me, and I didn't dislike him. You know, him. I got that achievement, they too. They weren't friendly, either. I got that achievement, too. And I thought that was... So I, I thought, that, like, oh... I think that was a little glitched. Yeah, he's my stepbrother. Okay, yeah, I guess technically. <laughs> I guess technically my parents still got married together, but like, I don't treat him like a stepbrother. That's interesting that you said on the first one that she refers him as brother. Mine was just the opposite, that Jonas referred to me as sister. Uh, he went to school across town, and we saw each other occasionally. After you get pie graphs of how you did versus everyone else and the options that all the characters have for their outcomes, you make your final decision. This is you know telling the story of all the people in the picture. This is what happened here, here, and here, here. And she's like, and I, I left town to go to school. Um, I left. And- right, you have to make the choice. Yeah. You, you, you get to decide. Yeah. So you, can, you can leave, you can stay. So I left. I left town for school. So you left and then too. all of a sudden, the screen had that static. It looked, looked quick scratch, like, like a record scratch, only it was visual. And Clarissa, uh, Alex says, 
Oh yeah, geez, man, I need to go. Uh, I need to go get Ren and this this kid Jonas for a trip to Edwards Island. It's like, wait, what? 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 The, what's happening? And and at that point, and I don't know if this was just because like I got totally thrown for a loop. N- no pun intended. Um, but like I felt like the kid's eyes looked red in that picture. Like look more red than normal in that picture. Is that? <laughs> am I just like? projecting that because of the events that had happened like they didn't change did they i i can't i can't tell you i don't know i chose to take a year off after all that craziness i figured huge life changes you know your brother passed away new stepbrother crazy island experience it would be a good idea to just kind of chill get you know back to myself and take a year off if I remember right, I decided to stay home but go to school. I didn't take the, the year off. wanted to get back into some normalcy. Alex starts talking about, I have to go on a boat trip, and I don't know how I feel about it. I'm going with my new stepbrother, and... Yeah. I hope he's not mean or weird or anything. As you return to the main menu to play the game again, you'll have a choice to continue the timeline, which is basically to start a new game. But you, as the player, know that it's just another iteration of Alex's loop. Yeah, so, like, literally all this happened. Well, quote-unquote happened. This was a path that she took, and it clearly was, quote-unquote, the wrong one? Uh, Because she's got to do it again. Groundhog Day. And Alex, the character, seems to know. Like, she doesn't know but she notices that something's not right is the way I took it because she's not just outright saying that I've already done all this. It's just, she notices the familiarity of it though. This is what I was talking about actually when I first started the conversation about how the experiences we've had in the game will shape how we understand and perceive the game itself. Those decisions This is where the fact that I had the recorder on for my first playthrough was so critical for me. I was able to go back and see those options have always been there. I just didn't notice it because it didn't mean anything to me. Mm -hmm. But it was a little disheartening when I got to the end and I thought they truly escaped and it turns out they are actually just stuck in a time loop and it goes back to the very beginning. And again, that's where well, we can... that's where I have that whole Groundhog's Day thing written down. Like it's starting again, but maybe we could try some different. One of the problems with the time loop is that if we're going to be in the time loop and pull ourselves out of it and push our friends out of it, then we have to be in the time loop in order to be the ones pushing our friends out of it. And so it's quite possible that there is some version of reality outside of this time loop where all of our friends are in fact safe because of what we did and remember the decision that we made in the cave to seal up the temporal rift was going to seal us into their time loop for forever so we are actually just seeing the consequences of that choice play out perfectly and during the credits you can see all the wonderful people who worked on this game but they also give a spot in the credits for the people who assisted you in your game, in your playthrough. The, the gamer tags that we talked about earlier yeah, that yeah. showed up in your game to give you advice in the mirrors, they're in your credits. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and I had one person played two roles, 
And then I had one other person, and I cannot remember now who the other one was. Ah, it's driving me crazy. I didn't know they were in the credits. Dang it, I missed the gamer tags yet again. <laughs> will will it be the same ones on the second playthrough, or does that change? You'll have new people. Interesting. Okay. I'm giving you new advice. Okay. Maybe this advice will be better. All right, some follow-up questions for you guys. Question number one, did you like this game? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very much so. I very much like this game. It was super interesting, creepy, super creepy, and I usually don't like creepy games. All right, second question, kind of related then. Give me a rating. I'd say 4.5. I was going to say 4. Actually, maybe it should be a 4.5 because I've never had a game actually give me goosebumps over and over and over again. Like just uh, the creep factor or something. There's something that they did that no game has ever done before. I, I like a 10 point scale. That's just me. And I would go eight and a half, nine. All right. I'm going to take a few minutes and run through some of the extras in the game. And this is going to give me an opportunity to peel back another layer because the game itself is the experience you just had, but there are many, many secrets on Edwards Island, and I want to share a few of them with you, but also to sort of shine a light on some of those things. Let's start with the collectibles, because you need to get those for achievements anyway. There are 12 anomalies and 13 Adler letters. And we already mentioned the Adler letters, and those give you extra backstory and nuance and a couple of dialogue options in that final sequence. As we've discussed previously, the anomalies are those little cairns, uh, piles of stones where you tune your radio and hear a strange snippet. There are ten of them that are named and numbered. The beginning letter is the one that's important. This is a phonetic alphabet of sorts, but it's not the same phonetic alphabet that was being used in the game for the hints for the Adler letters. It's a different one. So if you organize them by order alphabetical, it's Abel 9. Baker 1 is about the cars. Baker. Yesterday, the remains of four bodies were discovered in two cars submerged west of Cape Mears. How the cars got in the water, no one... Charlie 6. Charlie 6. Every individual it has maintained is enveloped in a radium, invisible to the carnal eye, and only perceived by the soul accustomed to it. Dog 9. Dog 9. Ray Chimo. Thresher. Peterhoff. Arizona. This one is, I think, probably the first one that's really interesting to me because it reads a bit like a numbers station, which a lot of the stuff in the game feels like to me at times. And if you're not familiar with a numbers station, it's weird radio signals that are probably being used by spy agencies to transmit codes from agents on one side of the world to the other. And most of the time, they're probably just sending out disinformation. 
but it's just full of numbers and words that have no meaning, and they are intensely creepy, especially to me. Yeah, it's kind of like if you've watched the latest season of Stranger Things, how they kind of pick up a, a similar broadcast and try to decipher what it is. It's kind of interesting. Bechimo is a ghost ship that was abandoned off the coast of Alaska in 1921, and it remained off the coast of Alaska, surprisingly intact, afloat, for many, many years. It has been lost since. No one knows where it is. It's probably sunk at this point. Alaska started a search for it back in 2006 to see if they could find out where it is now or sunk, and they haven't found it since. But Ghost Ship is interesting because the the context of Ghost Ship in this game is meaningful. And in fact, all of these names are vessels. The USS Thresher was the single largest sub-casualty. It was, go figure, a nuclear reactor problem, and 129 crew members died as a result of the, the problem there, including some dock workers. The USS Peterhof was a victim of friendly fire during the Civil War. And that is something that's going to trigger you if you've been reading the Adler letters, which we'll get to a little bit later on. And then there's, of course, the USS Arizona, which was one of the single largest losses in the bombing of Pearl Harbor. 1,177 people died when the USS Arizona was bombed by Japanese forces on, at Pearl Harbor. So naval disasters, friendly fire, submarines with uh, nuclear accidents, and ghost ships. Those are not just random words. <laughs> That's interesting. I recognized Arizona out of that list, but you providing more context, it does fit in with the premise of the game. Like that's it's very interesting. It's just another example of just the extra care that they took in putting this game together. You know, it's very, you can't really say anything is just throwaway. Everything's really got a purpose. Easy three. Easy three. If indeed he find fault with anything or expose it with charity, the abbot shall discuss it prudently. Unless perchance God has sent him for this very thing. This is a direct quote from St. Benedict's Rules for Monasteries, Fox 6. Fox 6. Well, do you know who Bobby Dunbar is? I know who I am, and I know who you are, and nothing else makes a difference. Do you know who Bobby Dunbar is? No, I don't. Uh, I've heard the name, but I could not remember the details. And I, yeah, I've had heard uh, this story before. Bobby Dunbar is a missing child case from a long time ago. He probably died in an accident, but the police went looking for him, and eventually they found a child who looked a lot like him, but was basically being horribly abused by his family, uh, or what you know, was claiming to be his family. And so they rescued this child from the abusive situation and gave him to the Dunbar family as essentially a replacement for Bobby Dunbar. And many, many, many years later, DNA testing has proved that this was, in fact, not Bobby Dunbar. But, you know, because of the circumstances, everybody played along with it at the time. So this is a case that even now has got some resonance. But the piece that's being quoted here about 
knowing who you are and knowing who I am, et cetera, and what that means plays a lot into the identity ideas that are being played with here in Oxenfree as well. But the Bobby Dunbar story is well worth looking into as well if you're curious about true crime stories. I love me some true crime. It's what gets me through my work day. <laughs> George 3. Somebody else here to watch after the grounds, Bill? I was at Park Warden in Grants Pass, so this will be old hat to me. William Marshall, a local park ranger working in Edwards Forest, killed himself today after what his wife describes as a years-long battle with depression. His body was found hanging from a tree in the... So if you read other materials in the game, the Russell family has a history with how the land became a park on Edwards Island to start with. And now probably Tim Russell, the guy who did that park thing, his son comes back and is, you know, walking the grounds of the park. And his wife says he's battling with depression. Maybe the ghosts have gotten to him and he commits suicide. That's interesting. They said he hung himself, right? Yes. That's. Uh, Clarissa was hung at one point in the game, wasn't she? She was. Yeah, when I heard that, um, heard that one play over the radio, I was like, oh man, this sounds like somebody that definitely had some experiences with these ghosts and maybe wasn't so fortunate. Is that where that weird chair came from? Who knows? Who knows where the chairs came from? How? Seven? Our low frequency radio wave is incident upon a body of radio waves travel forever until it is absorbed by matter or a person. This one also fits in with Charlie 6, where they're both kind of digging at an idea called radiothesia, which is basically trying to heal your body by inflicting radio waves upon it. And obviously that doesn't work, but, you know, quack medicine always finds people who are interested in it. Right. Item three. Teddy also registered images on objects, places, and persons on magnetic tape, taking into consideration the impossibility of... This one doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense, so maybe there's some more to it that I wasn't able to discover. The only thing I can think of is that perhaps this is a reference to the magnetophones that show up periodically you know, throughout our time loops and they're in the cave at the very end. That's what I thought of as well when you had just read that. I immediately thought of the tapes that we had to rewind to get, you know, time back on pace. Jig 3. Jig 3. The island is famously named after Colonel Caleb Edwards for his glorious and triumphant slaughtering of countless families during one of the great ethnic cleansings of the 20th century. The forceful removal of an ignorant people to make space for destined holders is a time-honored tradition in our still young country. And you will be a part of that heritage, Alex. Do not resist. It will be over soon. This one is pretty clearly the ghosts trying to talk directly to Alex through the radio. You know, they call her out by name. It's very much in their tone. It's pulling the history of the island that they're familiar with and playing with it in an absolutely horrible way. And this one also has one of the first cases of backmasking in the game that we can catch. After 
Do not resist, it will be over soon. There's some garbled noise at the end of the recording. If you play that portion backwards, it says, do not resist, again, but it's backwards. Hmm. So those are the ten that are numbered and lettered. The other two that you can find are just a noise, which sounds like uh, some, a song, the Swedish Rhapsody, number one. But if you uh, speed it up to 400%, which you're not going to be able to do in-game, obviously, so this is what people have done outside the game because people are nuts. Wow. You hear the ghost saying, you have until dawn. Huh. And then an- the last anomaly is Alex's voice asking, how, how many are you? Yeah, I got that one. And as I said, if you put him in alphabetical order, as I just did, you end up with this. 9, 1, 6, 9, 3, 6, 3, 7, 3, 3. That's a phone number. Oh, it's a phone number. Oh, boy. It's 91 Oxenfree. Welcome to the ARG. There is an augmented reality game for Oxenfree. Uh... That's awesome. It's a Google Voice number. The area code is Sacramento, but it's not actually in Sacramento, most likely, because it's Google Voice. When this game was launched, the phone number would link to the start of the uh, augmented reality game and a couple of clues that you could follow. The augmented reality game is over, but the phone number is still, uh, still active. Why don't you go ahead and call it frame? Is this going to scare me? Uh, 9169-3. Three seven, three three. All right, California number. Here we go. Hello. Please state your name after the tone, and Google Voice will try to connect you. This is Freem. It's ringing. Alex, this is <laughs> Alex. Listen, don't come to Edward Island. Whatever you do, just don't come here. Stay home. Stay safe. <laughs> Who was that? I couldn't tell whose voice that was. Was that Clarissa? Or was that That's Alex's me? voice. Was that Alex? Okay. The message is from Alex. That's messed up. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's crazy. That's... Wow. Yeah. They... Man. The game developers are very, very clever and creative. That is amazing. Oh, we're not done yet. It didn't used to be a message from Alex. The first thing that you heard on the line back when the ARG was active, the augmented reality game is over now, so it's gone on to this message instead, which is going to be what it keeps until they decide to stop keeping the phone number up, which I don't see happening anytime soon, so it's probably going to keep working for a long time. What you heard on the voicemail message was a snippet from the soundtrack. Uh, You heard a tune called Beacon Beach, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a snippet of that right now. So that's probably familiar to you guys from hearing it in the game. Absolutely. I was literally about to say when I was playing earlier today, I was like, man, I'm really digging this song. Like, it's peppy. (laughs) 
but ominous and uh, it has a hint of creep all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, Scientific did an excellent job of composing the music for this game. I've said that before, and I, I'm going to repeat it because what you just heard there uh, is a song with a beat that is Morse code. Oh, my gosh. I wondered, because there are times when what you will hear Morse code when you tune the radio, too. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. and, and any time I've heard that, I was like, man, I wish I knew and had the time to try and figure out what that says. Would you like me to tell you what the Morse code says? Yes, yes, please. Yes, yes, please. <laughs> the Morse code there in that song is Maggie... Maggie, Maggie, all is lost, all is lost, all is lost. So it almost sounds like it could be a message from Anna. Yes. Being sent out. Said she got trapped in there uh, because, I mean, like the ghost wanted Clarissa. And I'm just assuming that's the same thing that happened to Anna when her and Maggie went back. I think that's a very good interpretation of it. Yeah, so Maggie decided to sacrifice Anna, or did Anna sacrifice herself? Well, that's a little bit of a sore subject, shall we say. Um, The Adler letters are some where we can figure a little bit about that. The Adler letters tell us a story uh, in the collectibles that we find there of how the USS Canelo was sunk, Maggie's role in that, and ultimately, how she and Anna investigated those radio signals that were coming in from uh, Calvin that we talked about earlier on. And then how, in their investigations, Anna was lost. Maggie says in her own letters that the last thing that Anna saw was herself, Maggie, running away. She was fleeing because something about it terrified her. She couldn't deal with it or whatever. But Anna has a slightly different take on it. The other snippets of Morse code that you've heard throughout the game when you're tuning around on the radio, the most important ones are all introduced by a snippet of music from the entertainer, Joplin's of the Entertainer. You can also do some interesting things about ordering these because the snippet of entertainer that is played before the Morse code, the tone changes, the, the, the pitch. So if you order them from highest pitch to lowest pitch, you get what appears to be the chronological order of the Morse code texts. Her first Morse code message comes through, Let us pray that peace be now restored to the world. Quoting General MacArthur. It's like, hey, I made it. Did we do it? Then the next one, we hear this one outside of Hardened Tower, Be sure you have correct time. Hmm. Okay, that can be meaning a lot of different things. Still no confirmation, though, that this is, in fact, Anna. Next one. Sorry that I went ahead. Not your fault. Love, Anna. Hmm. This is where I'm saying perhaps Anna has a different interpretation of it. She thinks she she went ahead rather than Maggie running away. Hmm. They were trying to do it together, and they got separated, and she went on ahead when she was not yet supposed to. But things are going to take a turn for the darker here. A little bit later on, another one comes out. Still here. Cannot move. 
very cold. Love, Anna. A little bit later on, hard to think. Are you there? Love, Anna. And then it goes downhill pretty quickly. Getting scared. Losing things. Love. Uh. Next up. Losing. But. Look hand. She's losing her sense of herself and her ability to communicate successfully with Morse code. Yep. Yeah, it's uh just like just Yeah, sorry, like just had the epiphany that's the exact thing that have happened with those uh the ghosts. They became humans, then they passed on to ghosts and they lost the names yeah. and the faces and yeah, it's that's what happened with Anna. She is just slowly fading into I guess wherever the ghosts are chilling in this void. Now there's two more. The last one that's outside is just love and. You know, it could have been just love Anna, and she can't even get Anna out, right? That's haunting. Give me the chills. And then finally, when you're in the cave, ready to seal it all up, there's one more radio signal you can tune into that gives you Morse code. And that one is, do you want to play? Banana. (laughs) Oh, gosh. <laughs> wow, that come full circle. You could see her evolution, yeah, de-evolution of Anna going from human to losing her identity to becoming one of the entities that want to play a game now. Early on, when you would hear something, it would sound like when the ghosts would talk, it's like words that are pulled from different things. Like they're not all just one person talking it's like like there's this broadcast they took a word out of and another one they took a word out of and mix them together like the ransom note but in audio form i also am going to make sure that in the show notes for this episode that there is a link to a uh, interesting documentary about the augmented reality game so you can see where the augmented reality game ended up taking people and how that all played out at the very end i think it's worth your time it's about a 20 minute view on youtube and uh, it gives you a little bit of the story I've just given you, and then some more beyond. Uh, it's really pretty incredible, the things that uh, the developers and the person behind the Twitter handle X-Ray that was guiding them down the augmented reality game were able to do for them. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. <laughs> so you're saying it goes deeper than those things that we just covered? Because to me, that was like really super deep. Like I apparently missed so much in this game. So Oxenfree is just chock full of little nuggets. I think I've covered the majority of the obvious things, but the deeper you look, the more you can find. For example, I mentioned that forward slash forward slash XX tech XM BXKAUTX cipher that was included as you woke up on the lakeside. Mm-hmm. And so when that showed up, people were immediately like, oh, that means something. Let's go crack it. And the developers have said, yeah, it was supposed to mean something, but that was back when we, our ARG was going to be a lot smaller, and we ended up having to toss like all of our ideas. <laughs> it actually doesn't mean anything. That's funny. And at the same time, because of people and their code-cracking abilities and the human ability uh, to find patterns even when there aren't, 
there are solutions for what that might mean that all make perfect sense. You know, you can look at it and say, okay, you know, Maggie was a cryptographer and she was in the military. So if we pull out this military code book from that time period, we can see that BX means this and KAU means this and TX means a transmission. And so it's, this is actually the coded signal that she sent to start the bombing run or something. And you're like, okay, that sounds totally believable. And yet, you know, it doesn't really mean anything. And here are the developers saying, yeah, we, 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 it, it isn't actually that thing. So the deeper you look, the more you will find. But at certain points, you're just going to be finding stuff that isn't real. Yeah, right. And there's no way to know when that point is. That's fascinating. Hmm. There's very few games that have such a widespread, you know, that they, they, they go into all these different areas, like the ARG... And they have all these, you know, subtexts and the the Morse code stuff and, like, all these, you know, the cryptographs and just, I mean, everything that is associated with this. Like, how did all this develop? Yeah. So they did talk about this because, you know, obviously they've been very successful with this game. So they've, they've gone on to do Ask Me Anythings on Reddit and done developer commentaries. Uh, digging from that's where I found a lot of good information for these discussions. In one of them... They talked about going through the process of creating the ARG and the Twitter account that they had a person running. Uh, I, I won't spoil who was running the Twitter account to put those clues out there. But they're like, we need to be able to put out clues that they can get but are complicated enough. And when we started this, you know, they expected like 20 people maybe to play the game and, and enjoy it and maybe start playing this ARG. And over 400 people were active participants in the, the Discord where they were cracking all the codes yeah. uh, to try and figure out what the ARG was. And they're like, this thing is so much bigger than we ever expected it to be. That's wild. The game was so much bigger than they expected the game to be. Uh, they self-published, but as things were getting to the end, they ended up getting some help from Skybound. Kirkman was involved and was like, hey, this is good. Let me help. And so they, they have a production credit as well. And it helped really get them that extra reach. And I think that's probably what uh, helped out with some of these things. But the ARG took on an extra life because it got so much bigger. And the game itself is going to have a bigger life than the developers really anticipated at first because Kirkman's team over at Skybound have, have decided that you know the stories and universe is interesting enough that it warrants having more stuff done in it. Mm-hmm. The developers have talked about the idea of prequels or sequels or whatever. But the last I heard is that the production company Skybound was working on a television show, a, a miniseries of things to happen in the Oxenfree universe. Awesome. Oh, that would be so cool. That would be really This is something that's already been mentioned in the Discord, the Oxenfree Game Channel Discord. You can join that over at discord.io slash AH101 and look for the Game Club Oxenfree channel. We were discussing that Night School Studios has their next game coming out next month. And it's going oh, it's straight month? into Game Pass. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Oh, that's awesome. So everyone, I think we're going to have a lot of fun playing that one, right? Yes. Uh, what do you know about it? Uh, the only thing that I know right now is that it's a story of two friends who have gone to hell and need to out-drink Satan to get back to life. So they're going on a bender in hell. What? But this sounds very different. Is this a point and click? Is this an action adventure? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I know. You you now know as much as I do. Do you know what it's called? 
I did see it. It's it's called After Party, I think. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. All right, then, guys. I really want to say again, one more time, thank you for joining me on our exploration of Oxenfree and for joining the entire AH101 community for these, uh, this game club. I hope you guys have enjoyed the time here uh, recording as well as playing. I hope everyone in the community has enjoyed playing and get something extra from their experiences here. I want to thank you guys specifically, PTARTX and CarpeAdam79, and of course, Freemhole for bringing us your insights on your experiences playing through the game. It's important to have fresh eyes when you do this. You know, I've played this game many times, and I've dug deep into the game, and I can show you a lot of these things, but without you to experience it anew, it's not quite the same. Yeah, and I hope you've enjoyed our discussions of it, even though I feel like we're fledglings in this game compared to like <laughs> this vast oracle of knowledge that you have about it. It's all worth it because, you know, four-star game, but I want people to play it. And these are the reasons why. It is worth playing. It's worth experiencing. There's just too much here that to, uh, to have fun with. It's absolutely amazing. really is just how much, how deep it goes, how much that they put into this. How all these little, little things that can be easily overlooked and, and the game is still great. But if you dig into it and, and peel it back and see how much more is there, it's just unreal. The, the the time, the effort, the the care that they took is really amazing. Exactly. You know you have a good game when our discussions last longer than the actual play time of the game. <laughs> yeah, if you if you're running through this pretty quickly, you can complete a single playthrough in three or four hours probably. And yeah, we've definitely spent more than that talking about it because there's just that much to talk about. All right, guys, one more time. Thank you for joining me. And we'll be back eventually with another game club. I don't know if it'll be Walkapale or someone else or even me, but uh, this feature I think is going to come back and we just got to bring out the next game that's going to inspire the right level of discussion. Until then, guys, take care. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.